I don't want to scare anyone, but I'm going to give it to you straight about Banana Laser. They never recovered from their Bananaversary special. And if you listen to the old listeners, they'll tell you how they jumped the shark in Season 3. And what led to their untimely demise. The three of them put everything they had into making their 50th show the best possible podcast they could, but it flopped miserably. It ended up only being the sixth most downloaded show on the network that month. It even took a backseat to a spinoff of another show. A show that two of them were hosts on. This led to arguments within the group. And they desperately tried to compensate by changing everything. The podcast wars were behind them. And the skits they loved to put on suffered as a result. They tried making fun of themselves, but it just wasn't the same. They were emotionally and creatively drained. And it started to show with each declining show. Being the Friday the 13th fanboys that they are, they decided to take a road trip together to the site of the original Camp Crystal Lake. One last ditch effort to rekindle a dwindling friendship and podcast. They disappeared in those woods. Vanished. The cum was everywhere. No one knows what happened to them. Legend has it, somebody found their phones, but their recording cut off right after they made it to the lake. Now they want revenge. A revenge they'll continue to seek if anyone ever enters this wilderness again. And by now, I guess you all know, we're the first to return here. Five years. Five long years they've been dormant. And they're horny. Banana Laser's out there. Drinking. Masturbating. Always on the prowl, ready to fuck, ready to devour, thirsty for young blood. Hey, come back, come back! Okay, look, now that we got that out of our system, I don't want to hear any more about those assholes. It's ancient history. They went missing, may have been killed, and Camp Crystal Lake side is off limits. Welcome, Laser Nation, to the Banana Laser Horror Podcast, the podcast that has to be peeled to be believed exclusively at horophilia.com with your trio of sexy hosts, Alex Edwards. Yeah, asshole. Woo! Dave Z. Hey, yo, I'm a pretty simple guy. And Matt Wazell. Matt Wazell. Matt Wazell. Matt Wazell. The potassium starts now. Now. It's 261 days until the premiere of the next Friday the 13th film. What's up, assholes? And welcome to Banana Laser. My name is Matt Wazell, if you're nasty. And with me, as always, is the guy who always wipes his ass with a rabbit, Dave Z. What the fuck is up, Dave Z? Hey, yo! Season 3, lasers! Holy shit, you're right. Yeah, what do you think? We took all that time off for nothing? <laughs> Yep. It's season three. Fuck, that, that's something to be proud of. Yep, and he's still here. He's the one with the puck, Alex Edwards. Yeah, asshole, this is my truck! 
Yeah, season three. Holy shit, we are back. It's official. This is episode 51, and this is the start of our third year as Bananoizer. It's it's crazy that we are still doing this and people are still listening. What the fuck is wrong with you idiots? Or are they? Yeah, you hear those crickets? <laughs> <laughs> Just because we're doing this doesn't mean they're listening. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No one's talking. At least Alex stayed. Alex stayed. That's the most important part. Yeah, he is literally still here now. I seriously yeah. thought he'd be gone. Yeah, I was concerned. Right. That's why I kept yeah, I... saying that this whole last year. <laughs> yeah, I said I was going to leave. I was only doing one year contract with you guys. Mm-hmm. But uh, you sweetened the pot, and I just could not. The pay was too good. Yeah, and plus, the way you guys fucked last week was amazing. Woo! <laughs> Yes, boss. Yes, boss. Yeah, okay, guys, so welcome to episode 51, and as promised, we're bringing you a full episode all about Banana Wazer's favorite horror film, Friday the 13th, part two. Woo! Yep. Mm-hmm. Fuck yeah. Fuck yeah. So let's go around the room and see how many times you guys have seen this movie. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> I'm guessing it's got to be in the hundreds, right? I happen to have watched this movie five times in a month and a half. Mm-hmm. But <clears throat> overall, I've been watching this since I was about 11 years old. And I watched it every year, possibly two or three times a year. So 24 years times three. So like 75 times or so. Or so. Damn. Nice. Wow. Well, I'm pretty close because now that you mention it, I definitely watch it twice a year. That's a fact. Right. Um, I've been, but I've been watching it since '85. So, think about that. Thirty. What the fuck? I may as well say sixty. I may as well just say that, just just to round it up, because right. two, two times a year, I pretty much watch it every Friday the Thirteenth, every time it falls. Mm-hmm. But the funny thing is, just like you. I've watched it a lot recently. I've watched it three times the last month. Because once I watch it just for the fuck of it, because it was summertime. And I usually, you know, I was listening to an old skeleton crew. And you were talking about summer movies. And you were talking about Friday the 13th. And I was thinking, you know what? I don't do that with Friday the 13th movies like you do. I never, I never said this is a summer movie. I'm going to watch it in summer because I always watch them on Friday the 13th. Mm-hmm. So I just had that going on. But. I decided because it was summertime, I said, I'm going to watch this and a couple other, you know, horror movies that take place in summer. And I, you know, about a month ago, I watched it. And then I watched it again with you guys. And then I watched it again last night. So that's three times in a month. Now, here's here's the big question. Have you minded any of those times? Like, by the fourth time, I didn't mind watching this again for this show. And I was just as into it. Uh, as I was the first time of the five I recently watched it. I, so that speaks volumes to me. Like, how did you feel on the third time? I was fine because I was, well, not because, but I was taking notes. So your attention isn't the same. Right. You know what I mean? But regardless, I could watch it tonight after I finish this and not, it not be a problem. Mm-hmm. Right. I think I might because I actually watched this three times in the past month as well, like you, Dave. And the, the last time was last night before this recording. And you're right. Just something about sitting down and thinking, you know, like I have to do a report on this movie or something like that. Just you see it on such a different level. And I actually liked that viewing maybe the most. I don't know. It was great watching it with you guys. They're probably neck and neck. 
but I was just so excited to to record this that yeah I had no problem watching it three times in one month it was definitely the most <laughs> I've ever turned done a turnaround on the film that's for sure Matt I would say since I've known you counting the last month I would say that I, I I've known you to watch that movie seven times at least in the last since I've met you really I mean oh, that's yeah. probably true I just don't yeah okay that, that that's my guess it's since we started yeah, the probably, show probably, yeah the past oh, so you're saying okay so you're saying if you watch it seven since you know him, <laughs> let's try to do his lifetime okay so well, I mean I started watching this um let's see when part four came out that's probably when I saw all of them what's that 84 um oh okay Phew. yeah and Dave you're at 60 right and if let's just say okay. if it's your favorite one Matt oh absolutely okay so uh, you know I probably mm. watched it I would guess maybe ten times. It's a total guess, though. What? Yeah, as a kid, probably. Oh, as a kid. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, hang, hang on. As a kid. Now, then there was. I had a long. You know, once you hit puberty, I kind of grew out of it, and I didn't really maybe get back into it until, you know, twenty two, twenty three, somewhere around there, and then. I watched it sporadically. I wouldn't watch it like once a year or not even on every Friday the 13th. You know, not necessarily this film specifically. I might watch a different one or something like that. So I would say in that time span up until uh, the moment where Dave is talking about, I would guess, this is a guess, I would say another eight to ten times. It's a guess. It could be less than that. So you're saying you probably watched this 25 times? Yeah. Yeah, or even less. It's possible. Like, I, I was doing the math in my head the other day, and I just thought, nah, probably 15. Right. All right, so what do we got coming up in this episode? Because we're clearly fanboys. Uh, all kinds of stuff. Not only are we going to talk about uh, the ins, the outs, the upside downs, Jason's asshole of the film... Uh, we're going to try to bring you stuff that we haven't talked about before because Dave and I have done a podcast about this. Alex has done a podcast about this. We talk about this fucking movie almost every time we get together. So we're going to try to bring up stuff uh, and nuances that we've never discussed before on a podcast. We're going to do that. Uh, we're going to throw in a little more Friday 13th trivia. Uh, and these guys are going to have a little showdown together, like similar to what we did last year, but with a little twist. Um, so got that to look forward to and all kinds of other stuff too. Is but this is a Friday thirteenth extravaganza. It's all about Friday thirteenth. It's for the end of the summer. Um, you know, it's still summer and this like Alex was saying, it's one of the perfect summer films. So Well part two you think. Absolutely, yes. Not necessarily the entire franchise, but definitely this film in particular. So yeah. I you know, in my opinion, what better way to kinda ease out of the summer than with Friday 13th Part 2. And can I add that I had no idea. Dave, I I knew probably in 2004 that this was the one for him. But I had no idea that you, Matt, this was your favorite one. So that was interesting to find that out on show 50. I mean, I just, I never thought of asking you. I just never thought about it. I just figured you were just sort of uh, into all of them or at least the first four. So it's really cool that all three of us, this is our one. Yeah, absolutely. And I even went back, like I said, 
Dave and I have done a podcast on this, so we're kind of redoing it. I even went back and listened to a little bit of that where we discussed Friday the 13th Part 2, and that's the first thing I said. This is my favorite one, but... Oh, I wasn't listening. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's fine. Um, <laughs> but what's diff- different about this is, and I think we talked about this before, but... You know, we were trying to do the entire franchise in one podcast. It ended up being three podcasts, but we sat down and recorded it all at one time. And Dave watched the all the movies, and I don't think he took any notes, but I I watched nothing, and I took no notes because I didn't watch anything. And so, obviously, we're a little more mature in our podcasting skills, so uh, we feel like this is our definitive Friday Thirteenth Two discussion. Absolutely. So, okay. Yeah, it's a sackhead summer special. <laughs> yeah, we always, you know, me and Dave always felt this movie deserves the same, not exact level of praise, but it should be up there, we feel, with Halloween. So, I don't know. I was really yeah. going <laughs> But no, it's underappreciated. That's, that's what you yeah, that's sum my it up. Point. Yeah. yeah, Yeah. And we all feel that way. So maybe some people will listen to this and... You know, they'll understand where we're coming from here. Yep. Tristan Martin, we're talking to you. Uh, okay. <laughs> That'll be the day. So we're going to go make sure that we're clean because we're on our menstrual cycle, and we'll be right back after the break. Jack, what? You ready? For what? Cat blood. Oh, come on. It's only a short walk. They'll never know we're gone. Jeff, I'm serious. I really want to see it. Look, when we get back to the city, we can tell everyone we were there. Oh, come on, you chicken shit. I told the others, they didn't believe me. You're all doomed. You're all doomed. <laughs> Welcome to God's country. <laughs> Scott, hi, good to see you here, buddy. You need it. You're too close. Things have been quiet for five years, and that's the way we want to keep it. Bullshit, Jenny. No, what if there is some kind of boy or beast running around Camp Crystal Lake? Oh, there's someone in this fucking room! Jason's out there. They wouldn't do anything like this. What do you think? I think you're drunk. <laughs> I'll take that. Get us again, sweetheart. And uh, keep clean during your message. Damn that ball hit with this wilderness bullshit! These kids smell better up than I do. Jason, mother is talking to you. Well, what would it be like today? Some kind of out-of-control psychopath? A frightened retard? A child trapped in a man's body? <laughs> I don't want to scare anyone, but I'm going to give it to you straight about Jason. No seconds on dessert for Jeff and Sandra tonight. Are you sure you don't want me to clear those? No, I'm collecting these. Have it your way, honey. I just don't want the bar to fall down on you. It's more fun using that child psychology on you. You're such a sucker, Lord. I don't intend to be in this thing the rest of my life. Terry, you turkey. Excuse me, are there any after hours places around here? Sure are. A whole camp. We'll find our own cat. His body was never recovered from the lake after he drowned. Don't well, mommy is pleased. Jason's a legend. A legend. Jason's a 
Alright, Lasers, we are back, and we're back with more trivia. It's Banana Lasers horror trivia segment thing. I forget what we called this, it's been so long, but uh, now we're doing it all about Friday 13th Part 2. This time out, we're going to do it a little bit differently than what we did last year. Uh, We're going to give each one of these guys a minute and a half, and I'm going to rattle off 16 questions all about the film. And they can pass on whichever one they want. Once we're gone through all 16, we'll go back to the start. And at the end of both rounds, we'll see which one is the victor. Who's the smartest guy when it comes to Friday 13th Part 2? What does the winner get? What does the winner want? Thank you! That's who I was looking for! I knew you would fucking answer that. Oh, man. Jesus Christ. The position. Yeah. (laughs) Okay, so let's get down to it. Uh, We're going to start with Alex, and I'm going to give him a minute and a half on the clock. Uh, Dave's going to work the timer, and the timer's going to start at the end of the first question. Okay, Alex, are you ready? Yes. Uh, Yes, Buzz. Yes, Buzz. Uh, Okay, here we go. Dave, are you ready with the timer? Uh, Yes, I am. Okay, here we go. This is going to get intense. Question number one. What nursery rhyme is the kid Jesse singing I at the beginning? Little spider. Who directed the film? Uh, Steve Miner. What animal startles Alice in her apartment? Cat. How does Ted greet Jeff and Sandra after he was played a Welcome prank to God's on... Country, and he had the guy towing the car. What was the working title of the film? Don't know. Pass. What is the name of the counselor's training center in the film? Hackenack Lodge. What is the correct end to the line Paul tells the trainee counselors? Being a counselor isn't... The gravy summer job everybody thinks it is. What weapon is Mark struck in the face with before... What did the filmmakers initially plan to happen in the final shot of Mrs. Voorhees' severed head? She was going to wink. What... When everyone is gathered around a campfire, what character appears in a mask to scare everyone? Uh, uh, Ted. What was the poster's tagline? The body count continues. How is Crazy Ralph killed? He has a barbed wire wrapped around his neck around a tree. What is the name of Terry's dog? Muffin. What punishment does Paul give to Jeff and Sandra? No seconds on dessert. What joke does Ted tell at the lakeside? Well, the bear. Oh, uh, uh, it's brown thing sits on a piano. It's Beethoven's last movie. The double impaling of Jeff and Sandra is often compared to what horror movie? Gosh, I don't know. Okay, going back. What was the working title of the film? Don't know. Jeff and Sandra, Twitch of the Death Nerve. Uh, uh, <laughs> what did the filmmakers initially plan to happen in the stop, final shot? Stop. Oh. I already said that. The wink, Mrs. Voorhees. Nope, you got it wrong. He got it wrong. That was so easy. <laughs> she oh, she one. smiles. Fuck. Yep, she was supposed to smile. The working God. title was Jason and fucking Bay of Blood, a.k.a. Twitch of the Death Nerve. I got that right then. Yes. Those are correct. Well, you did it after back, the fact. I, yeah, but I got to read the quote. You can't just then start rattling Why, them off. Though? Come it's on. It's still in 90 seconds. Come on. So, I so, said Jeff and Sandra switch of the death nerve. You could do that. What was Jeff and Sandra? That's oh, the, oh that thing. Yeah. So you don't want me to read the questions again then? No. That, that seems just too informal. No, Dave. I'll let you do that. Who cares if you get it right? What do you think, Dave? You really think ma- that's a problem? It don't matter to me. No, I'll give, we'll give it to you. That's fine. I just... 
I can't believe I got that right. Thought I was going to read read them again. So okay, I'm well, fucked now. I I tell you right now, I'm I lost because I know every answer. So that means all the ones I know now, <laughs> I'm not going to know. Sure. What, so what? I know I lost. Sh- shall I, I add these happy. up now and and give you the total, or we'll just wait at the end? Do it till the end. Okay, sounds good. Son okay, bitch. <laughs> uh, I'm fucked. I can't believe I said wink instead of smile. You said it on the on the on the show too on on your skeleton crew show because I listened to it today and I remembered I was going to mention it on the show and tell you uh, that you said wink but it was actually open eyes <laughs> and smile. Fuck. Yeah, that's not fair. You guys should give me that one. <laughs> yeah, that too. Are we doing this again? <laughs> I know. I was supposed to be more hardcore. Yeah. <laughs> I was supposed to be more of a competitor. You ain't getting that one. You got twitch of the death nerve. <laughs> okay, Dave Z, are you ready to begin? Sure. Okay, Alex, are you ready with the clock? Yes. Okay, a minute and a half. Here we go. Timer begins at the end of the first question. What color was Jenny's car? Red. What were the two electronic games belonging to Ted? Football and hockey. What reason does Mark give for being in a wheelchair? Um, he had an accident. As Jeff lies in bed, what musical instrument does he play? Harmonica. What was the majority of the... F- where was the majority of the movie filmed? Pekinac Lodge. Tom Savini turned down the chance to work on this movie to work on what other horror movie instead? The Burning. The Burning. What weapon does Jason attack Paul with? Pitchfork. What does Jenny find? Cra- Where does Jenny find Crazy Ralph's body? In the closet, the pantry. What number is on Mark's shirt? Eighty-one. What creature spooks Jenny while she is hiding under the bed from Jason? A rat. What does Jenny cut Jason's arm with? Jenny cut Jason's arm with machete. What is the name of the owner of the gas station at the beginning of the movie? Max. As Jenny is loaded into the ambulance at the end of the film, what does she say? Where's Paul? Where is Jason's shack situated? Cramp Crystal Lake. <laughs> Who plays the unmasked Jason Voorhees? The unmasked Warrington Gillette. Stuntman... Steve Dash was hit by a real machete during the filming. How many stitches did he require? 13, 13. <laughs> okay, going back. <laughs> what weapon does Jason attack Paul with? Stop. Fuck. <laughs> That's not fair. He just heard that answer the other day. <laughs> I didn't get enough anyway. <laughs> Wait, oh, how many, how many man. Okay. All right, well, I had enough. Let me add these up. You, you guys I saw think you got me that. by one. You answered a couple wrong that I noticed. That's what I'm saying. You you said it, it was majority was filmed at Back in Back Lodge. The answer was Connecticut. Uh, you said that oh. Paul was attached with a, a pitchfork and it was a spear. I think, um, unless I'm wrong about that, but I think he broke the pitchfork when he went to attack. It was spear. You're right. It was spear. Right? Yeah. I okay. think. <clears throat> and uh, got my this fucking room. No, right. I didn't know he killed. He already killed Jeff and Sandra with the spear. Oh shit! Yeah. Okay. Oh, so maybe it was right. a pitchfork. But yeah, but man asked me again. But the Connecticut thing threw me off. I didn't know what city. I just thought. You and know. yo, the thing that cut Jason's arm was a chainsaw. You said machete. Yeah, that is true. So you um, win by one. Yes, that because is because I abs- gave you that one again. Alex, you got fourteen out of sixteen. Dave, sorry, but you got thirteen. Lucky yes! number thirteen. Out Once of- again, because I gave him that fucking. Because three because. Dolls. because you the answer to the stitches two days ago and none of us knew that that's fair you're right Alex you're right 
That was on the documentary. Doesn't any of the shit sink into it you was. guys? I, I noticed it. I watched the documentary yesterday, and he said, <laughs> and then he showed it up, and it was okay. Here's the trivia question: What finger was cut? The middle finger. Yep, it was. Yeah, because he showed oh. the people. Yeah, <laughs> like that, <laughs> held it up. Yep. Amazing, amazing. You know, I I'm, I know Alex technically won, but you guys are both winners in my book because I definitely would have stumbled on a few of these. That's for sure. Thank you. So, what was the answer with to um, what Paul? Paul and Ginny, or Jason attacked Paul with what? Was it a pitchfork? A spear. Yeah, I was right. Fucking yeah. A spear after he killed Jeff and Sandra. Oh. Continuity. Uh, yeah, it's probably wow. a film error, but yeah. And that yeah, that's the point where he knocks out Paul, and then Paul comes back later in the film, right? So yeah, no. it, was, it was definitely a spear. You know what? It was not continuity problem. He already pulled that spear out of Jeff and Sandra and hung them against the wall. True, because Jeff was oh, hit. Yeah. You're mm-hmm. right. Yeah, but didn't he he dragged Vicky down the stairs? Do you think he ha- carried the spear the same time? Mm. He would, yeah. Mm. Or did he go back for the spear? Maybe he, he had threw to go it back down. There. He probably threw it down <laughs> <laughs> like a javelin. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Well, uh, yeah. What does the winner get? You get a congratulations from me. So good job. <laughs> All right, that was a lot of fun. So we'll be back to talk about Banana Lazer's favorite film right after this. Fucking Connecticut. <laughs> Woo! All This whole thing's ridiculous, really. Two of our kids got hauled in today because five years ago, three trespassing assholes went missing? It's absurd. What if banana leaves are still there? Oh, bullshit, Jimmy. No! What if there is some kind of fucked up shit happening at the Crystal Lake site? Let's try to think outside the box a little here. I mean, what would they actually be like now? Some kind of obsessed fanboys? Frightened retards? Masturbation addicts? Oh yeah, oh yeah, baby, oh. They'd be pretty pissed off by now, right? Maybe. And you know the only people that gave a shit about them were the listeners of their podcast? They never left the laser lounge, so they never had any friends. That show was everything to them. Yeah, fucking losers. (laughs) No, 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 you're missing my whole point. I mean, I doubt they would have even known the meaning of fantasy and reality. At least until that horrible night. They must have been pretty depressed. They must have been happy they died at that camp. All because they loved it. Isn't that what the legend is all about? Their sick obsession? Their rage at anyone else entering those woods? Their love of Friday the 13th? Fucked up, isn't it? They might be out there right now crying about our return here. Our resurrectum. Well, what do you think? I think you're drunk. I'll drink to that. Hit us again, sweetheart. Not me. You know, Paul, I'm really serious about this, though. Banana Laser were assholes, Jimmy. Assholes.
The following film contains graphic violence and material that may not be suitable for younger viewers. Parental discretion is advised. All right, lasers. Friday the 13th, part two. Now, this is my personal favorite Friday the 13th. And as you guys know, the freaking MPAA censored this movie to death. 48 seconds were cut. Now, I don't know if you guys know anything about editing, but that is an incredible amount of time. <laughs> You're such a loser. No? Wow, I feel like I've heard this before. No one? <laughs> wow. Uh, Matt, I've yeah. heard those words echoed in the original Skeleton Crew Friday 13th Part 2 show. I don't know what that is, sir. I'm just bringing up a fact that, one, it's my personal favorite Friday 13th, <laughs> and that 48 seconds is a lot to fucking cut out of a horror film. I don't know if you guys knew anything <laughs> about editing, but that is an incredible amount. Oh, yeah, dude. <laughs> <laughs> well, since well, we're, since we're uh, reliving some good times, because that was some magical shit, those Part 1, 2, 3, and 4 show. Well, not 3. I would like to throw something in here for you guys to discuss that I started that show off with also. Hmm. Um, Mike is the only one who gave the answer, and his answer was pretty odd. So I'd like to hear your guys' answer. Uh, So, you know, in part two, Jason is uh, 33 or 34 years old, okay? No, he's born in 46, drowns in 57, so he's 11. So 1980 or 81, he's, he's 33 or something like that, right? Mm-hmm. So what was Jason doing that whole time in between? And if he is now, if they're showing us he's alive, then why didn't he go back to his mother when he survived the drowning of, you know, the classic time when he was a young boy, he drowned. Those two cancers were making love while that young boy drowned. Why Making love! Yeah. If he survived and he was treading water and coughing up, throwing up water and shit, lands, you know, crawls over to the beach and he he makes it out alive, he didn't die, why did he not go to his mom? What was, why did he just dash off into the woods and say, fuck it? Amazing. Amazing. I was just telling Matt when you got up a minute ago that we should talk about the different theories about fucking this, about what really happened between part one and two. Right. And that's the first that's the first question right there. So what happened? Well, you know the one theory is that he just he didn't really drown. Right. And he saw his mother get beheaded, right? Right. And then he yeah, saw Yeah, but that was when he was already 32. She died in in 79, 80, you know. Right. Right. So So he was running around the camp eating fucking crawfish. And um Yeah, but why? Because he's a retard! (laughs) Here's something that I thought of, you know, just recently watching this. And it it comes about whenever Jenny is uh, hypothesizing about Jason, if he's really out there. And she brings up something about his mom and the fact that, you know, she's crazy. And uh, I forget her actual wording, but she makes me believe that she is so crazy... That even though her son is alive and living with her, she constantly thinks that he is actually deceased. Does that make any sense? It does. And I've thought that. Like, she is so nuts. He lives there with her. And she takes care of him, sort of, I guess. But she's so whacked out in this moment of her son's past 
where he almost drowned that she thinks that he did until eventually she snaps and kills people for it. Here's the problem. Mm-hmm. In my opinion, the problem is this. In the first movie, we hear the ghost of Jason talking. Right. Calling up. Yes. If that's to happen, there's no way that's Pamela. And Jason died and drowned. Otherwise, that wouldn't happen. So if you take any continuity from one at all and try to put it on two, there's no logical explanation. There's, there's something it, negating one, just one can't, theory. can't do it. They just, they're like two negative magnets. You know, they're not going to stick together. Unless, unless, and I think I read this in Pamela's tale, the comic book, and I could be wrong. I could have heard this in many of the fucking things that I've the read. comic? That's not okay. canon. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> The story I Eric heard. Eric Morse wrote this shit. Stop it. Stop. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fucking, what was that one called? Road Trip or something? Oh, Mother's <laughs> Day. Right the 13th Road Trip. Yeah, Mother's Day. <laughs> what the fuck? Road Asshole. Trip. No, but listen, I, I've heard a theory, and it's, it's ridiculous because it's automatically in the supernatural. And the, the, that is that when her mother, his mother, got beheaded, that the blood from her head... Went into Camp Crystal Lake and up fucking rises Jason. I so heard he, that. Yeah. Yes. He was down there all this time, and that's why he looks the way he does. When he comes up from the water, he's only deformed and fucked up looking because of being underwater and having like his head fucking on the bottom of the, the you know, the lake and shit like that. And he comes out, rises from the dead on that day. No, not true. And then be, hold on now, the let me finish. Flashbacks in part one showed his formality. Hemoglobin head, wherever you yeah, call it. Yeah, his melted face. Yeah. You're right. He's a retard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so they, they missed out on that fact. Now, here's the other thing. Okay, if you go with that, mommy, mommy. Okay, it's it's Jason's ghostly cries in the air every Friday the 13th. Okay, so it's obviously not Pamela. And if it was Jason for real, he'd be 32. So, But he'd be a ghost. Yeah, he wouldn't sound like that. But right. it'd be a ghost. A ghost is the ghost. If you die at age 11, your right. ghost stays at 11. So right. that would work in the context of one. One, right. So we can't, so nothing works <laughs> to make him alive in part one in that respect of that ghost. But if you do say, well, she said, uh, they were making love with that young boy drowned. Drowned, uh, you know, people drown, but they survive if a guy jumps in and gives them CPR, right? So he could have drowned, and maybe she just flipped out that you let him drown, and she never got over the fact that that happened, and they closed it down after that, even though he survived. And he's been with her, and he's killing people with her, and that's why Brenda goes through the window, and then when Alice comes out, you see the the the, the Jeep driving down the hill, because Jason threw her through, and then the mom drove down the hill. You know what I mean? So he could have seen his mom get decapitated that night as an adult. But then how do you explain those cries? Right. So there you go. It's another thing where the magnets don't connect. Unfortunately. But what if it was supernatural? She was beheaded. The blood from that, he rose from the grave, and then he rose. Hear me out on this. I know it's fucked up, but he rose, <laughs> jumped up, grabbed Alice, dragged her underwater, and then you're going to say, well, how did he get he to be 33 in fucking two months? Mm-hmm. Well, because of supernatural blood, he died when he died and stayed down there since he was 11. But then, because he's coming back, he grew at a more rapid rate. So it's all supernatural. That's the only way you can make sense of it. Hmm. I think what we have to do, well, mine's a non-answer, but I think what we have to do is just re-edit the movie ourselves so that they fit. 
<laughs> That's the only way it's going to work. The only way. Because these theories, yeah, all uh, you know, even no matter how cool they are, are interesting. Yeah, I think you just got to take out elements of one or take out elements of two to make it work. That's literally the only way. Yeah. Well... They weren't even gonna make this movie, and that's this. That's a testament to this movie. The beginning is fucked up, and the end is fucked up. We could sit here and fucking hypothesize on them all day long, and we will, and, and we will. <laughs> True, but what's in between those two is so great that it doesn't even matter. It's not affecting us. We've picked movies apart. We watch movies all the time and talk about them. We're, never once have we said, "Oh, that doesn't make sense. This is fucking stupid," because the movie is so damn good in every other respect. Yeah, that has to be it, because are are we stupid for just overlooking just stupid shit like that? Any other film franchise, I feel like we would tear that fucking limb from limb. But still, we cherish these films and, and love it so much that we just overlook it, I guess. Well, we were pretty forgiving to Halloween when he got his eyes shot out, and he's looking around the next... Well, know. I mean, technically, he didn't get shot in the eyes. You know, you can see his eyes... Through the through the mask. That's my argument. I said that you could see them, and the I I always said, and and this is recorded on shows that he was shot as weird as it sounds in the eyebrow area, or you know, upper, you know, above the eye, um, because you could see the white of the eyeball with the blood dripping over it. So to me, Michael Myers was not shot in the eyes. So I, I you're right. I agree with you, but I'm just saying everybody else thinks I'm stupid. I even like zoomed in on a picture of it and post it and go, guys, we can stop this. <laughs> uh, oh, hey, I got no. proof. Nerd, basement dwellers, let's go now. Uh, oh, on. I proved you wrong. <laughs> I can't what? believe I became a loser in this life. <laughs> All right. Yo, they had to make this movie. The studio pressured them to make the movie because of what part one spawned. Mm-hmm. All those fucking movies. Just in 1980 alone, that were knockoffs of Friday the 13th that started coming out. Ton. Movie after movie. Why are we making more movies? Right. Right. So they said the studio pressured them. They said, hey, we got to fucking strike while the iron's hot. We have to make another Friday the 13th. And did you guys know what fucking Sean Cunningham wanted to do with this series? Cunningham? (laughs) (laughs) What did he want to do? That joke would not come back. Yeah, no, (laughs) definitely not, guys. Except maybe for pussy. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> but seriously do you guys know what the plan was and it's uh, weird because of another series but... uh, make an anthology like series anthology franchise yeah make scary movies not related to each other and just call them Friday the 13th and continue on with the franchise thank god they didn't right you could have but... done that with Halloween I would have been okay I think I but... <laughs> they should have by the first one yeah yeah <laughs> for sure but this one thank god yeah i'm glad they went this whole angle because look what it spawned you know and this is the birth his birth you know you can kind of even though they're connected you can kind of almost look at this as the beginning of the entire franchise really the beginning of the movie gives you enough background to understand it if you truly wanted to start the franchise here which i don't think you should but you could and it sort of makes sense from there on out. Well, even with the dream sequence in the beginning, you could. Right. You know? And that's another thing I want to bring up. Not that we're going to leave this topic, but uh, I always made fun of the opening seat, the whole opening thing with, you know, uh, whatever you call that thing before the uh, credits. 
by the way, this this movie is the longest ever in in movie history or something like that. Did you guys ever hear that? What? Oh, oh, before the opening credits start. Yeah. Oh, oh, that that gotcha. I think yeah. at the time it was. I think at the time, I think it's been beaten since. But yeah, I think the since? remake might oh. beat it. Oh, okay. oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That was like a you whole know? movie. Before. That was an homage. Yeah, that's what they did. <laughs> so. That whole thing with Alice, I actually did not find it insanely boring this time around. I don't really know why. Hello? Hi, Mom. I know, I'm sorry. I meant to call earlier, but I fell asleep. Really, I'm fine. I need a little time alone, that's all. I know you and Dad worry, and I appreciate that. Come on, Mom, we've been through all of this before. I just have to put my life back together, and this is the only way I know how. I, I love every beat of it. I love when, you know what, it, and there's another great, right at the beginning, the, when you see the flashbacks, it's her having a dream. I actually like that kind of, how, that's how they incorporate the flashbacks at the beginning, okay. as, as opposed to just bringing up uh, "Here's what happened last time" on the last episode of Friday Thirteenth. Uh, I really enjoy that. And then each beat that she does, she talks to her mom, she gets undressed, she takes a shower, the cat jumps out. Um, Jason's there. I think it, yeah, it's it's doesn't it's not slow at all, in my opinion. Right. I, I thought it was, but I never. Mm-mm. I've been forwarding that. <laughs> oh really? For Never. T- 15 years. Until the credits? No shit? <laughs> wow. When it starts, I forward it, and then I stop right before the cat jumps out. I get, oh, okay. So I could see the mom's head and Jason stab her. Here, here's wow. something I thought was strange, though, this time, is that when she takes a shower, it's the shortest shower anybody has ever taken in her life. Because she gets in the shower, and unfortunately we don't see her naked, but she gets in the shower... And then the camera follows her into the bathroom. Then she opens up the shower curtain. She's got that deadpan into the camera, right, which, right. which is great, by the way. But then the phone rings. So <laughs> she gets into the shower. The camera follows her. Then she immediately gets right out of the shower. Like she just gets her hair wet, and then that's it. And then the phone rings. It's like the shortest shower ever. This mirrors, in more ways than one, this movie mirrors Halloween. Because in Halloween, and and maybe even up to the minute, you have the quickest sex session ever. Oh, you're in the right. Opening segment, and in this, ah. you have the quickest shower ever. And I'll huh. even take it another step: the opening shot when they show the house. Oh, the land, just yeah. like Halloween. Yeah. Yes, that POV shot, totally. Yeah. yeah, isn't that weird that these two movies that we hold, the three of us probably have as the you know number one and two slashers of all time, right. they mirror each other and. In ways you never would have thought. And he picked up the clown mask and put it on. Oh, wait. No. (laughs) (laughs) How about this? I came across this and I didn't know. I've always heard, and we all know this, about um, Adrian King and the stalker. Mm -hmm. And that's why she didn't want to be in the the next movie. Right. Now, I was reading yesterday, and Ronald Kurz, the fucking screenwriter, said that, and I don't understand what he means by this, because I don't know how it could be, but he says that Adrian King's agent they thought was going to stiff them. How an agent can stiff the studio, I don't know what he means, but he said as a result of that, I decided to kill off Alice in the beginning. 
So in other words, initially, Ron Kurz was going to write this fucking thing, and she was going to be in the movie again as a regular person. Hmm. Could you imagine that? I actually do, don't want that. I don't, yeah, I don't want it either. Yeah, it's I'm perfect. glad they killed her off at the beginning. I think it's perfect. It's because they gave her a ton of time in the beginning, and then you got rid of her. And it's it's kind of weird how her and then Crazy Ralph are the first two kills, and they're the only carryovers from the last right. movie. They're the first two to go. It's awesome. So how- how about that? Crazy Ralph's kill. Do you guys feel that... <laughs> what? <laughs> Are you going to talk about Swit? You know, how does he get his arm or the, the barbed wire over the tree? No, we've done that. Okay. I know how. I figured it out, by the way. Probably the same way... Look, yeah, if anybody's wondering, probably the same way he did it in Part 5. We just didn't see this, right. the, the rope-to-rope rope action or whatever you call it. The, the rope-a-dope? Rope-a-dope. Yeah, what the fuck? No, I... <laughs> I know what... Hold up. How about this? Why is it not of the realm of possibilities that it's a tree and halfway through the tree just happens to be sawed in half? Maybe lightning hit it. Maybe it's a short tree. (laughs) And Jason has the high ground. He just so happens to have it. And the guy standing there, it could happen, right? (laughs) I guess, but... uh... you stand next to this tree that's already cut, dude, this will be so much easier for the both of us. I'm glad this tree stops right (laughs) above my head. I hope no one's behind it. Wow. I knew you guys would like that one. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I, I do want to mention, though, that in the first two kills, J- Jason is much taller than both Alice and Crazy Ralph. Because if you truly look at the position of where he has Alice's head, it's in the center of his chest. And the same with Crazy Ralph. He's, he's, <laughs> he's standing good. like a foot above both of them. Oh, you're right. But no, it makes sense with fucking... It makes sense with Ralph, like I just said. No. He had the high ground. That's oh. all. Think about this. Remember maybe remember later on when Ginny opens the car door and fucking we see miniature Jason fall out? He, she has the high ground. There's like a groove in the fucking in the ground. You know, like a little pit. Sure. Who's to say that... You know, where where Ralph happened to be standing, why not? Okay, but how does that explain it in Alice's kitchen? <laughs> Alice's kitchen. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Kiss my Isn't, that like, isn't yeah. that like a famous thing, Alice's yeah. kitchen? Alice's yeah. diner or something. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I don't know. Right, that's true. Kiss my grits. No, when when you, she he puts the ice pick in really? her temple, her head is in the middle of her chest. Now imagine that. That's like me doing that to one of you guys. Yeah, right. And I'm 6'6". Six, six. <laughs> Jason is no 6'6". Six, six. He's standing on a chair, I guess, because he stands on a chair later in the film. So that's like his thing, <laughs> I guess, you know? <laughs> he tries to do it to Ginny, too, and the fucking chair breaks. <laughs> he had too many fucking burritos or something. It's a fake Jason. It's the Prowler. That's why. He, he's like, this worked from the people from part one. What the fuck is with these new people? Jesus Christ. Yeah. He's... <laughs> That asshole fucked up too. They fucking they, they fucked up her uh, her head. Oh yeah, remember our, our interview with her? She oh, she said, said it in there. Okay, right. Dude, the best thing about that interview is that, and it's funny because we're saying this on a very special anniversary night. Uh, she said that you know when that when that ice pick went through her head, it didn't retract, so it, he actually like sort of stabbed her in the head, but not. T- I don't think he broke skin, no. but um, you know the prop guy didn't do that ice pick the proper way. So then uh, when Dan was interviewing her, he goes, 
Yeah, you know, that scene, that that scene really stuck in my head, man. That was really <laughs> great. I was like, yeah, it's stuck in hers, too. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck. You actually said that? <laughs> he said that scene, re- that scene really stuck in his head. Oh, but you didn't say it's stuck in hers, too. I think I said something like that. Oh. I, I might have. I don't know. God damn it, man. She almost died. <laughs> almost died. I want to ask you guys about that scene. Now think about this, and I noticed this last night. Do you think that Jason was in there the entire fucking time, and he was just playing with her because she comes out, has a second phone call, and it's you know hang up. Maybe it's Jason, whatever. Then yeah, locks. Where about that part? People think Jason called. Well, maybe he did, but that's I don't know. I think it's cool if he did. Because, see, Jason's a man on a mission in this movie. That's mm-hmm. why he whacks fucking Alice, and then he whacks Ralph. He's taking care of all debts. He's become a man. He's like, you know what? Boom. It's fucking my show now. Boom, bam, bing. You know, <laughs> you know what I think he did? I think he dialed that number that makes your own phone call back. <laughs> <laughs> and, yeah, he dialed it and then ran into the closet. He hung it up and ran into the closet. <laughs> He's, you could just see him you know, tiptoeing around. Okay, I'm going to put the head in the refrigerator. Okay, then I'm gonna gonna fucking dial this fucking number, star sixty nine or something. He waited. He planted that head in the fridge and said, "You know what? I'm not gonna kill her until she opens that fridge and sees what she did." Says, to "Look me. what you fucking did, bitch." It's awesome. It, it's 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 cool to think that he has that much sense about him for revenge. Whereas most of the time, you think about him as mindless. Unfortunately, in the later sequels, being very mindless. Yeah. Not here. He thinks like a motherfucker. Oh, he, yeah. He, he proves it in, in the opening sequence alone because he had to have been hiding. He was waiting. She was laying in the bed, taking a shower, this and that, on the phone. He was in there the whole time because there's no way he got in through that window where the cat jumped. It's impossible. You know. <laughs> he knows he how to be stealth. He's been living in the woods with people <laughs> surrounding him, essentially, you know, for years. So he knows how to tiptoe around, uh, you know, like the fucking cop. Just happens to see him that one day, but apparently he's been living there for, you know, many years. Yeah, true. And what about the tea kettle? <laughs> oh, God. That's, that's, that's Dave's well, no, proof no, no. Jason's a genius. It shows that he's smart. I mean, hmm, whistling. <laughs> it is, though. Hold on. But Not even so much that he did it, that he did it in a calm manner. You thought, yeah, because he, he's he, a he psychopath. Was... Oh, Dave's saying he didn't like hear that noise and just swipe it away or something. He understood. Like like Frankenstein with fire. Yeah. Yeah. Right. (laughs) That's what you would think some guy would do like that. And just knock it off and and show some aggression. He took it off fucking calmly. You would think the next thing he's gonna fucking pour himself some tea. Maybe he did. It it faded to white right then, so maybe he did. (laughs) Yeah, he probably did. Sat down, fucking took off his sack. Stroked the cat. Stroked the head. (laughs) It would have been cooler though. If he took the, the, the tea kettle off and then took Alice's face and mashed it into that hot coil. Oh, oh cool. That would have been cooler. Yes. Uh, and then fuck the head. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> While his mom watches. No, no, his mom's head. Yeah, he like positions his mom. Look at this, mom. Look what I'm doing for you. Oh, wait, you want him to have sex with his mom's severed head? That's fucked up, that's Dave. I can't fucking believe you would even say that, dude. That's that's fucked up, man. Yeah, you face are... fucked up mom, as long as the head's there. <sighs> See, I'm picturing he puts the positions the mom's head to look at him yeah, while like, he's face fucking oh. out. Like, look, mom, I'm literally fucking her. She fucked you, I'm fucking her. He goes, I'm doing it for you. And she goes, for me, sure, sure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 
<laughs> Why are you making love? Making Why love, you... love while this old head sits here. That's <laughs> <laughs> so dumb. Uh, hey, okay, Dave, you oh. mentioned the Prowler. I wanted to ask because, and, and this is probably trivia that everybody knows who's watched this more than 15 times. But why is that guy listed in the cast as the Prowler? Do you know what I'm talking about? Some guy named Jerry Wallace? So maybe, yeah. Do you know what that is? I have no idea. I assumed it was a guy that did stand him because obviously this film is notorious for having more than one person play Jason. So I just assumed that at some of the shots, uh, he was a stand-in for Jason and they gave him a credit you know, after the fact. I don't think he's credited in the actual film, but on like IMDb, he's credited as the Prowler. Yeah, but everybody has a stand-in in these movies. They're not listed as it with a character name or anything like that. Why would they just say this guy's the Prowler? And it's not the person in the beginning because that that's actually uh, a female. Right. With the, uh, the, the wardrobe chick. Mm-hmm. So, Alex, do you know? Because what the fuck is with the Prowler? I remember we found out one time and uh shit i think we even mentioned it on a show or something i just i don't recall i remember there was an answer there was a definitive answer or or maybe it was a different movie and there was like some almost like a parallel question Hmm. yeah the prowler (laughs) (laughs) it was the prowler yeah Yeah, maybe they just happened to mention the guy who played the guy the movie tom savini wanted to do No, I was just going to say, you got Gillette, you got Dash, and you got the fucking Prowler. It's it's crazy. It That's is all. weird. And we know about this other woman who played him. It's crazy. I did want to talk about... Hold everything. Hold everything, man. It's it's strange you should bring this up, but remember how you said the guy was too tall with, with the fucking ice pick? Right. That's the Prowler. That is a different person. It's not Dash and it's not Gillette. Oh, the guy who played the scene literally in Alice's apartment... Was played yes. by oh, this Jerry the Wallace. The burglar is a prowler, yes. right? One scene that is known for sure is that he was the hands that shoved the ice pick into Alice's head at the beginning of the film, and he also took the tea part off the burner of the stove <laughs> when it began to whistle. Hey, I like him. Here's a so crazy my... theory. What if it's not Jason at all? I thought about that. What if it's like some guy who knows the story? Because let's look at the facts. One, how does Jason find her? Two. The head doesn't look anything like Pamela. And yeah. So what do you mean? He just had someone else's head? He has, yes, because he's killed before. And he has this crazy fantasy uh, oh. that's that's tied into Alice being a part of all this. And he wants to be a part of it, too. But was his arms, and did he have the, uh, what do you call that, jumpsuit thing, whatever? The, uh, he did. Overall, he the, did he have all the same clothes? He had the the sleeve with the fucking checkered like plaid, plaid type. The same thing. as Jason in, in the rest of the movie. Well, I can't say a hundred percent certain, yeah, but I don't know. I, I always recall thinking that it's Jason. Of course, obviously you think it's Jason, but by the look of that arm, that it always just you know it didn't say anything to okay, me. Okay, was his thumbnail that have the black mark on? It did. <laughs> I do remember. It didn't have that black mark, but his fingernails were all fucking dirty and shit. So it's possible, hmm. but yeah. I'm looking at it right now. Jace, it is a checkered shirt. Right. There's no evidence of overalls on it, though. So it's Paul. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, how about that? They had Paul 
dressed up almost like Jason yeah. as a red herring. Mm-hmm. Like, why? And here's the other That's thing. That's cool. Not, you don't know, like but, that? No, because at this point. What? No, and I'll tell you why. Hold on. Because Paul was so quick to dismiss it the whole movie. So yeah. it, it would make sense that he's fucking doing the killing. Yes, but that never occurred to me because, I, you know, as a younger person, I already knew it was Jason. And once they go to the bar, it all falls apart. Because even before it's the reveal, yeah. No, you're right, Dave. You're I completely understand. But I think I already knew by the time I might have pondered that idea. You know what I mean? Yeah, Can yeah. you guys stop fighting? <laughs> All right, so... Yeah, you're Switch right, to the Doc. death nerve. Now, what, what I want to know is how the hell did Jason find you? Oh, well, you know, that again is my story because no one told me. Okay. So I have, like, Let's see. Go ahead. <laughs> I figured it was the um, all the toxic, uh, toxic, I, um, the nuclear waste and toxic waste in Crystal Lake. <laughs> he grew immediately, overnight, and um, he managed to crawl his way and find a phone book. And then he asked someone to find me. <laughs> so he does talk. <laughs> No, he, he mumbles, but he was able to somehow telepathically get across. I don't know. It's the same. It's the most ridiculous. I know. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. World. That was just a joke anyway. No, no and, but the people ask me that seriously. Oh, I know. I say, oh, yeah, I imagine. And I, and I say, you know, he must have looked it up in the yellow pages or called for me and I and grunted his way through. I don't know. Uh, uh, the girl killed my mom. But then again, then again the, the true... What I feel is the only thing that makes sense, which was when I initially signed up for it. Um, uh, originally, it was supposed to be a dream within a dream, which would make sense. Right. The top of it was totally supposed to be a dream within a dream. And and it still could be. How about this? Here's a question I wondered. Now, we're almost going back to the beginning again. Why in this movie, this is like an editing question and choice question. Why show Jason... Uh, why even have the beginning dream sequence where the mom talks about him dying, look what you did to him, he drowned, blah, 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 and why show him jumping out of the lake as a little boy if you want to establish in this movie that he grew up to be a grown-up? Like, why even put that in our heads that he jumped out of the lake and got out? And, and yes, they do also add... You know, the boy, oh, we didn't find any boy. But why even put that in our minds if, yeah. if, if we're going with the idea that he's grown up? That was a mistake. They should it's have just retconned it. They should have retconned it altogether. Here's what they should have done. They did it, obviously, to remind everybody as to what the fuck's going on here. You know, that there was a Jason. But that, if that was a dream and you're making it a dream in this movie, why show it? They, here's where they dropped the ball. Their intent, I think, was just to, you know, to, to bring us up to, to, to speed with what's happening here. But what they should have done, they should have just shown the, Pam- the Pamela interacting with Alice and then her getting beheaded and then have it end. And don't show the boat right. and Jason exactly. in the hospital. Right. They dropped the ball. That, that's one mistake they made, I think. Okay. We can all agree, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. But you know that head in the, fr- in the fridge? And this is the same thing that, ha- that I said about Roy – in part five, when they first showed Roy, I didn't know who the fuck that was. <laughs> yeah, but you had to know because they just showed the mom getting her chopped off two, five, three minutes earlier. Oh, and I then knew that. A head. 
I know the intent was that it's her, the mother, but even as a kid when I was watching the movie, I'm like, that does not look like fucking Pamela Voorhees. So no, what the fuck? It is- doesn't in the least, in the slightest. It it also looks more like a man, in my opinion. <laughs> right. <laughs> That's, That's a, a man, man, baby. baby. <laughs> <laughs> Crazy. <laughs> I want to go back to the Steve Dash Warrington Gillette thing. Now, okay, we've we've heard all the stories about how Gillette was just the guy with the hair who jumped through the window, and that Steve Dash did everything else. Well, I found something, you know, in just watching the film over and over again, fifteen times, I realized that that Gillette did more than just that scene. And something always bothered me whenever Vicky gets killed. Is it Vicky? Yeah. When Vicky gets stabbed, Jason is holding the knife with his left hand, which would imply that he's left-handed. Where in every single other part of the film where he's holding a weapon, he's using his right hand as a dominant hand. Now, you take that bit of information and you watch the Crystal Lake uh, you know, documentary, and Vicky says... I don't know, but Gillette was my Jason. So that would imply that Gillette is just left-handed, and he did that scene with her. So it's possible he did more than just the jumping through the window scene. I'll tell you what. And it would answer the left-hand thing. It would, and up until fucking five minutes ago, when I read this thing about the Prowler, uh, I would have thought that too. But right here, no, it says that it wasn't Gillette. It was another person. It says, also, there is another scene where another person plays Jason. When Vicky goes upstairs and finds oh. Sandra and Mark dead, Jason rises from the bed with knife in hand. Oh. And the close-up shot of Jason's hand with the knife is another production crew member. Son of a bitch. So why, Vicky's totally fucked up. Yeah, why would she lie about it? Well, maybe this website's fucked up. It's FridayThe13thFranchise.com, but... I don't know. That's just what it says here. It's called the other Jasons. It's another article. So maybe Vicky's fucked up, but maybe you know. So it's it's it remains a mystery. But it's just well, of course she wants to fuck a guy in a wheelchair. <laughs> well, what chick doesn't? That's her only scene where she's not. Every line of dialogue she has is just to fuck this guy, <laughs> and he is so oblivious. That's the only scene where she's like getting ready and doing other things where she's not saying something to seduce. This fucking idiot. <laughs> oh, uh, no, it's okay. I got him. Thanks, anyhow. Hey, you staying? Yeah. Nothing spoils a party faster than a drunk in a wheelchair. That's crap. Look, we can go together if you want. I appreciate that. But I'm in, uh, training. Then I'm staying too. Suit yourself. Wanna take me on? Sure. Have a seat. I only want your fingers. What? Take your pick. Hey. <laughs> They're Ted's. It's okay with him. It's a, football and hockey. Which one do you prefer? The one with the puck. You mean hockey? Is that what you call it? Okay. What do you want to play for? Position. Three goals or you're going to lose. I've heard that one before. Huh. What does the winner get? What does the winner want? Guess. Want to stay together tonight? 
I was just about to ask you. My cabin or yours? Uh, tents in mine. I don't think that would work out. We've got the whole camp. We'll find our own cabin. Just give me a few minutes to get some things, okay? Sure. I'll be right back. Right. That's the other thing. How dumb is this guy? Oh, dumb. Like, the very first line is like, hey, can I help you? Oh, I'm fine. Like, dude, she's a pretty girl. Let her fucking push you around. Jesus Christ. Sure, if you're not doing anything. <laughs> right. Right down the hill there. <laughs> right, exactly. Well, maybe that's a machismo thing. You know, I don't need any help. He probably That's probably what it is. I don't know how long he's been in the wheelchair. I, I don't know if it's said in the film, but, yeah, he's probably too proud and has a chip on his shoulder about all this stuff. Oh, yeah, that's what it's all about. Yeah. I think he doesn't believe it. I think that maybe since he's been in the wheelchair, he hasn't been hit on by that many girls, and it's maybe been so long for him that he just can't even fathom the idea of this girl being so overbearingly hitting on him. He's probably thinking, ah, she's just being nice. Maybe maybe he's made that mistake before with other girls, as we all have, and you know, maybe he was just nervous about it. She just wants to see if his dick works. <laughs> she's got like a side bet going on with Terry. That's That's why she nudged her, yeah. Yeah, let's talk about this Terry thing. Uh, you know, Terry shows up dressed for one thing. Oh my God! Yeah. You know when you know the old timers, and when they tell you when a girl gets uh, raped or whatever. Oh, you were asking for it. Look what you were wearing. Okay, let's just put it in normal terms. Terry's obviously asking for it. You know, she shows up in in shorts that look like non non shorts. Yeah. yeah. And a belly shirt with Mickey Mouse on it. Clearly, you're looking to get fucked while you're hanging out here for however long they got to do this. You got a guy who is a model. You know, is you know. Of course, I like chicks, but I could tell when a guy is a model. And plus, we interviewed him. I know he is. And he shoots her in the ass. And when she walks away after getting shot in the ass, she like does that that eye movement, like she's sort of into him, mm-hmm. and shows zero interest later on that night. And she's a fucking cock tease. That's what she's she is. She's playing hard to get. Yeah, that's exactly what she's doing. She's a bitch in a cock tease. That's mm-hmm. what she is. I'm but sorry. But who has time for that, though? She does. She thinks she's too good for them. <laughs> Women do. <laughs> yeah, but why is she dressed to get fucked and then says, okay, well, I, I got one of the fish on the hook. Let me just, you know. Because that's what really gets her off. The chase, not the actual. Well, I was going with she's a lesbian. I thought she was, too, and she was into Vicky. That's possible. They look like a couple. I think she likes Vicky. She has a butch haircut. Yep. Yep. And she's sitting with Vicky and she knows her and she rooms with her and all that shit. And I I could buy that. I really could. But Vicky, maybe Vicky just wants to fuck everybody. Maybe she's just, you know, a dirty birdie. Don't ruin my fantasy about Terry, please. (laughs) Well, yeah, I know. She yeah. doesn't show anybody interest. Even when she's no, sitting no one. Only in muffin. that room, what kind of a bitch goes to a fucking party? They're all there partying, dancing around, this and that, and sits on the fucking couch by herself and reads. And reads. And shows no interest in anybody else. Reads. Reads, yeah. In Who 1980. In 1980. No fucking way. A 20-year-old fucking dime piece is reading at a party. Who she's does a bitch. that? She's a bitch. I'm sorry. She thinks she's too good for that crowd. That That's my character profile of Terry. She even swims naked by herself. Who the fuck does that? What? Yeah, he got that a point age? there. Yeah. 
Right? I, I'm too good to swim fucking with anybody else, so I'm going to go and take off my clothes, buck fucking stark naked, and swim by myself, because that's the only person I want to be naked with. <laughs> yeah, she got issues, man. I think she has to go to accounts. Oh, wait, she's dead. <laughs> <laughs> How about that party, though? Have you ever been to a sober party where people actually, a house party, where people actually danced? Who weren't intoxicated in any way? Like fucking, fucking Jeff, uh, you know, Sandra and Jeff are fucking dancing, and I'm thinking to myself, no, no fucking way would I ever do that unless she was not my regular thing, and it was a first time, and I was trying to get with her. Right? Why didn't they have booze? Because they're high as fuck. They're smoking weed. That's oh why. yeah, yeah. They smoke Jeff better stuff Sandra- than I do. Yeah, dude, they're total potheads. Look at yeah, them. Yeah, but we didn't see them smoke it, so. Oh no, that was uh, that was Vicky's weed that Paul found. Yeah, that's right. Yes, because she's the one that pulled the joint out. Yep, that's true. Yep. They look like potheads to me. That's all I'm saying. Oh, they sure. do. Well, yeah. I mean, hey, it's the '80s. <laughs> yeah. But here's the thing. It ain't like it was against the rules. I mean, they went out for a night of drinking. This guy has. 40 beer bottles next to him, uh, Paul, right next to Paul. I mean, uh, you know, they don't seem to care. So why was that a dry party? Like, I don't understand why they weren't able to. Paul's trying to keep the bears away, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Jenny's like, I can either get my arm broken by Mark, I can get my brain ponged by Electronic Wizard, or do the line of Coke in the bathroom. <laughs> yeah, and also, yeah, Paul's supposed to be the responsible one. Fucking Ted drinks a minimum of 13 beers, let's say. Probably more. And he says, hey, when you're done here, drive straight back to camp. <laughs> you're telling this guy to drink a drive after he had fucking, you know, at least a 12-pack. What the fuck is wrong with you? You're in charge. I gotta get some sleep. I'm tired. You guys quitting already? Ted, you'd have me after breakfast if I like it. I'm gonna get a ride home with you, okay? Okay. Good night, Ted. Good night, Jenny. This place closes. You come straight back to camp. Yes, Bob. Oh, and let Maggie <laughs> drive the pickup. Yes, Bob. <laughs> Excuse me. Are there any after-hours places around here? Sure are. Hey, it's the eighties. Yeah, I guess you're right. And speaking of Ted drinking, uh, Alex, you got an, uh, quite a bit of beers going on over there. Do you want me to take away any of your empties? Uh, no, no, I'm I'm collecting these. Uh, okay, I just don't want the... <laughs> I just don't want the bar to fall on Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> so dumb. <laughs> uh, um... <laughs> Are you sure you don't want me to clear those? Uh, no, I'm collecting these. Have it your way, honey. I just don't want the bar to fall down on you. Thanks. <laughs> I think she likes you. I think so, too. <laughs> right, wait, let's go right back. I want to talk about some funny things that make no sense. It's kind of funny. It's weird because it was like a great, ha, not laugh out loud, but a <laughs> kind of laugh when uh, Paul fixes Jenny's car and that black puff of smoke dust comes in his right. face. There is nothing in a car engine that would make that. Right. That's like a total cartoon moment. Yeah, right. <laughs> like, that shit wouldn't happen. It's more fun using that child psychology on you. You're such a sucker for it. 
Yeah, that would never happen. Jesus Christ. I never understood that. <laughs> what the fuck? No, the bit of comedy in that moment, uh, Paul, when he shows up there to help her, his shirt <laughs> is immediately unbuttoned, even though two seconds earlier it was buttoned all the way up. <laughs> it's like he's ready to fuck. He's like, hey, can I help you with that? Have you seen my chest hair this summer? You know, chin hair, I really missed you. <laughs> oh, yeah, don't don't say that. Well, what is this crap, Ginny? You're supposed to be my assistant. Everyone else got here hours ago. I said I was sorry. You did? I'm sorry. Okay? But my car's sick. Well, you could have called. Paul, I tried, but your phones aren't even working yet. I promise you. I'll never, ever be late again in my entire life. Is it a deal? Ginny, uh, I was starting to worry about you. Bullshit, Paul. Yeah, so how what about... do you guys think? What's the, the nature of their relationship? Do you think Ginny's just a chick that, that he knows and he Jimmy. fucks? Jimmy, Ginny. <laughs> Who's Jimmy? I don't know. Yeah. Banana laser are assholes, Jimmy. Uh, assholes. <laughs> <laughs> Paul and Jimmy. I thought the wheelchair guy was the gay one. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what were you saying? Fry Gay the 13th, part two, yeah. <laughs> what the fuck was I saying? Oh, what's the, the dynamic of their relationship? Yeah, do you guys think that he They're just, totally boning. So yeah, oh, but yeah. he just has her there because he wants to fuck her. Like, there's no... You know what I'm saying? You like, like a good counselor? <laughs> yeah. But she's smart. I mean, she's taking psychology and I'm, shit like She's that. clearly smart, and she's clearly the the smarter one of the relationship. He only has the upper hand for two minutes when she shows up late. Yeah, right. She totally reversed the tables on him. Yeah, instantly. And from then on, she's fucking, she's the one in charge. She's clearly the one constantly in charge. What the fuck woman wouldn't keep clean during her menstrual cycle? You ever know a woman not to? Yeah, like what's what's the alternative to just right. fill the tampon up and just let it keep going? Like what what else do you do besides keep? Well, yeah, what's the equivalent for a guy like not washing your asshole out or something? Wiping like, your ass after yeah. you shit? Yeah. I, I don't need to do that. Bears? Who cares? Yeah, Jenny, uh, I'm just gonna guess by the puddle building at your feet here, you have to change your tampon. Yeah, instead yeah, of like, pee coming out the bottom of her leg, it's fucking oh, gross. Yeah, you do know there's bears around. <laughs> like, what the f- Why would you have to tell somebody this? <laughs> you know, and this is funny because when he, he makes out with her and, you know, uh, Ralph's jerking off to it, uh, he says, she says, Paul, I got to tell you something. And he, and he says, no, I don't want to hear whatever you got to tell yeah, me. Like, I want a bone. <laughs> yeah, right. Like, he doesn't hear anything that might interrupt the idea that he's getting late and clearly what the information was is that she's on her period so you're not getting late and that's why he wrote beware of bears and a lot of people don't even realize that that's what that means mm-hmm. yeah that's crazy that's how could you not I mean, what the fuck and speaking of ralph do you ever notice that it was how weird it is that at the very beginning when jeff and sandra make that phone call he approaches them fucking right from jump how the fuck does he know where they're going Hey, everybody! <laughs> we just rolled in. Yeah, yeah, Sandra's here. Hi, Ted. Okay, give me the directions. All right, the old North Road. And then look for a Dairy Queen. Okay. And then uh, over... I up. told the others. They didn't believe me. You're all doomed. 
You're all doomed. <laughs> it's like, yeah. hey, there's some young people. Clearly, they're going to, you know, the Pakenag Lodge. Oh, wait, wait, it said he has to make a left at Dairy Queen. They must be going to Camp Crystal Lake. <laughs> that's all that's in that direction. I don't know. It's, it's just the whole thing is just baffling. So, but we get to, we get to the big scene, the campfire scene, right? And the first night? Or was mm-hmm. it the second night? Yeah, first one. No, it's the first night. It's only get two it. nights. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So how about that whole story? You know, these in movies like this, they never have the act, you know, the character just guessing and making things up. Usually they use this moment to fill us in. Right. So Mm -hmm. everything he said about Jason was true. Mm -hmm. So he's been living in the wilderness, living off wild animals and vegetation. Masturbating Uh, into a toilet. (laughs) Yes. That's a fact. <laughs> <laughs> the toilet. Yeah, so why do you guys say that in the commentary? That why? everyone's going to hear in, a, in four days. What? Uh, okay. I'm going to send you my, my first of two texts It's right milky now. white. It's yes. gray and milky. I'm sending a text right now to you guys. I have a picture of a close-up. If that's not jizz, night. then I don't know what's been coming out of my penis. <laughs> <I'm> <laughs> right. Maybe he can't. He realized he can't flush, so he said, "I'm going to use the toilet just to jerk off to, and maybe it'll just if I keep doing it, it'll just grow into a giant baby." <laughs> Jesus Christ! He is a retard. Come on. He, he doesn't know how babies are made. <laughs> a giant baby. You just keep filling it till it's the size of a baby. You know, it's just gonna go, fucking... He needs companionship. It's going to come crawling out of the toilet like a fucking ghoulie. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Oh, come on, dude. Look at that picture. What yeah, does that look like, Alex? It looks come like on. there's shit stains in there, too, so... Obviously, there should be. But that thing, that substance in there, it's the... Uh, there's only substance. one substance that I can think of that looks that way. <laughs> Unless it's glue, but no, it's transparent. I I'm get, telling you. Why would Jason... Okay, look, I can understand. He looks around... He looks at the camp cabins, all that. You know, obviously he has free reign over wherever he wants to go. So he's he sees toilet bowls, and he, I'm sure he he was potty trained. So he says, "Well, I'll bring one of those things into my shack." <laughs> then he realizes, "Well, it doesn't really work." <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, whoops! Oh, it's not connected. Shit! Oh, there's a whole thing to this. <laughs> <laughs> I just thought I put it in here and it works. <laughs> <laughs> Mom used to have one. What the fuck? Yeah, what's up? <laughs> okay, here's one for you. This is good. When the cop chases Jason. No, 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 no. Wait. Yeah, yeah. When the cop chases Jason and goes to, goes into the shack, he stumbles across the toilet. But before he stumbles across the toilet, he has to pull a curtain back. So in other words, Jason, in his infinite wisdom, <laughs> has decided that he has shame. <laughs> he lives with no fucking buddy but himself but when he sits on the toilet he closes the curtain <laughs> it's for the smell <laughs> it's to keep the smell contained yeah I don't even close the door when I go <laughs> my I noticed something this time about the cop chasing him and that he pauses during the chase and obviously he's just trying to figure out where he went but he pauses and brushes his hair, and then starts running again. And this this time for a second, I thought, yeah, this time for a second, I thought, he's like, oh, wait a minute, my hair. 
and stopped <laughs> and did, did his hair and then kept oh, I want to look good when I catch this guy. <laughs> <You're right>. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking Vern. Where'd it go? Where'd it go? Where'd it go? Where'd it go? He wants to get his picture in the paper. He wants to look good. Yeah. How, literally, how is it possible that this cop, and presumably there's other cops in the, you know, law enforcement, never found Jason? Because, really, I mean, how is he, he found uh, Jeff and Sandra the the first time. Boom. Instantly. No problem. How far away was he from that? Not very far, I wouldn't believe, right? How has this never happened before? Dude, how did he find the front door to that fucking shit? <laughs> like, I'd be like, wait, where the fuck do you go in here? Uh, this is clearly, nope. <laughs> this whole thing is made of doors. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> he just found it like, oh, it's obvious. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, you're right. Like, and how cl- how sloppy of Jason, man. Like, he's been doing this for 25 or 20-something years, 22 years, and... He runs in front of a fucking car. It's fucking a hundred feet away. You can't see that, you fucking idiot. <laughs> how, how do you make? How do you with that sloppy with Jesus this? Christ? I, I know what it is. These kids got him all riled up. Was he yes, running? he's bugging the fuck out because nobody's been there all this time, and now he's like a scared kid. Now he's like, "What the fuck?" They keep coming. It's like Leatherface in fucking the, the first movie when they, they they just keep coming and he's bugging out and he has to keep killing them. It's like things have been quiet here all this time. How come everyone's here now? What the fuck? He's bugging. That's what I That's think. He's true. off his game, you know? That's, oh, okay. Yeah, but he's yo, used to the tranquility. Right, exactly. He's chilling. He's got his fucking, I mean, boy, he likes it. He even closes the curtain when he fucking shits and jerks off. <laughs> <laughs> he's cool, you know? <laughs> Paul, there's someone in this room. Paul, there's someone in this fucking room! But here's a question. Why? Why cannot why can people not go to Camp Crystal Lake? Why is there no trespassing? Why is it shut down five years later because fucking some lady killed people fucking five years ago? Would that really happen? That doesn't make much sense, does it? It just seems know. a little extreme that, that it's no trespassing. It's not like they have a they have a camp there and they don't want assholes invading it. <laughs> Who would do that? <laughs> Walk in with an iPhone, videotaping. <laughs> hey, we called them afterwards. <laughs> it's awesome. like purity got in, asshole. <laughs> yeah, asshole. <laughs> yeah, asshole. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I have no idea. But I'm just turned on by the idea that that cop wants some discipline, man. He could discipline me anytime he wants. Like, whatever punishment he feels fit. (laughs) (laughs) You're not even going to discipline him? That's it? The slap on the wrist? Uh, You know Uh, what, Jenny? Uh, Yeah. No seconds for undeserved remark. You're going to have to keep your people away from that place, Holt. It's condemned. Next time I catch anybody over there, I'm going to have to run him in. He told us that, right? Ah, handle this, Jeff. Might just get a warrant against you. Oh, really? Look, Holt, people say what you're doing with these kids is great. you got a good reputation. But if I was you, I'd have located in the next county. You're too close. Things have been quiet for five years, and that's the way we want to keep it. So do I, officer. 
So do I. Okay, you two, take off, and I'll talk to you at dinner, all right? We'll never do it again, sir. Thanks, Mr. Holt. You're not even going to reprimand him? No punishment? What kind of place is this? Ginny? Yes, Paul. No seconds on dessert for Jeff and Sandra tonight. Check it out. That line was improv'd. Oh, really? Oh, okay. Well, then there we go. The line originally read something else, and Paul fucking improv'd it there on the spot. Hmm. And I think that's wow. why Jeff had that smile. Yeah. I wonder if he improv'd a uh, gravy summer job everyone thinks it is. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking I gravy train. Being a counselor isn't the gravy summer job everybody thinks it is. I wonder if he improved uh, a keep clean during a menstrual cycle. Yeah. <laughs> the director, Steve Myers, like, what the? What is that? It's, it's like, all right, you chauvinist. This isn't about you <laughs> and your fucking agenda. What about that Burger King line? You think he improved that? Because I don't. I never understood it. Uh, with Scott and the dog. No. no. Oh, no. When Ginny, when, after Ginny arrives and this and then it comes back, goes, why don't you move your car in the back? This is starting to look like a burger. King. Oh, right. What does I, that mean? Uh, a place of business? <laughs> I don't know. Okay. Like, yeah. why Burger King out of everything in the Like, it's starting to look like a parking lot, you would right. say. Right. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> a car lot. Yeah. Product yeah, placement. I, I think somebody slipped <laughs> yeah. him a... Uh, <laughs> a Whopper. A, uh, yeah. Hey, dude, here's a free Whopper if you fucking mention Burger King, bro. Thanks. Oh, sure, I'll make like it's improv. They like that around here. Yeah. yeah. You should hear my uh, no seconds after dessert line. I got a whole routine. I'm great. I've been taking improv classes twice a week. I'm getting pretty good. <laughs> and how about Ted? Hey, speaking of Ted, I, I have a question. Ted? Yeah, where's Ted! the corkscrew? Ted, where the hell is the corkscrew? I can't follow that up. No, is it so? Is it God's country or is it bear country? Welcome to God's country. <laughs> Thanks, Max. <laughs> Max owns the gas station. He's crazy too. I should have known. <laughs> well, this is great to see you guys. It's gonna be just like old times. Yeah, that's what I'm afraid of. <laughs> Which one? I have to know. It's both. It's like man bear pig. <laughs> It's, ha- it's, it's half bear. God. God bear pig. Yeah. A daily pig. A daily pig. <laughs> Jesus. Okay, you guys, well, I got one. Ready? What's green and red and goes 100 miles an hour? What? A frog in a blender. <laughs> ah, that was a Brown, it sits on a piano. Your face. <laughs> Beethoven's last movement. Oh, another thing about Ted is that when he tells the uh, the uh, Beethoven's last movement joke, I noticed that this time he does a rim shot motion. You know a rim shot, right? Like, yeah. like he does that with his hands. He goes, and then tips his hat like for the symbol part. Wow. Like, he's such a comedian. Like, that's his whole thing. Now, let's talk about Ted's jokes. Are they... <laughs> are they dated or do these work he has the one joke uh where the bear talks to the rabbit in the woods hey rabbit do you have any problem with shit sticking to your fur and the rabbit says no so the bear wipes his ass with the rabbit i still see that fucking joke on facebook it's a, it's a meme every so often right how about that the uh Peter would have a problem with the one joke what do you what's green and red and goes 100 miles an hour a frog in a <laughs> wasn't that jenny's joke that yeah one? oh god I had a book when I was a little kid, a joke book, and that joke was in the book. 
Right. I, I, it is one of those jokes that are in books like that. Now, Ted, in the interview, claims that he these were his jokes. Is that true? Not well, his. I don't think he wrote them. No, but they were oh. common, I guess. He told them, and they thought he was a funny guy. Obviously, these fucking idiots never heard him before. Yeah, right. It, it just wasn't in the script. These idiots. They said, <laughs> asshole tells joke here. <laughs> hey, if Paul, if Paul can fucking improvise, I can tell some jokes. <laughs> right. What is Beethoven doing in his grave? Decomposing. Ah. ah. Uh, that's I right know. up there with jokes. Yeah, yeah exactly. I, I heard that joke when I was 12, and I'm telling it now. What do you mm-hmm. want from me? There's a reason I don't retain any of those jokes. Well, while we're on the first night and day, can we talk about, or the second day, can we talk about Muffin, this uh, mystery of Muffin? You know, mm. uh, Terry loses Muffin. And if I was going to do a joke with Terry's Muffin, never mind. Terry's Muff? I can't think of anything. How could she lose it? She never had right. it? She never no, gave no. it up to anyone. Right. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Yeah, yeah she Terry. should have it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes. <laughs> okay, now it. do it clean. so muffin walks clearly it's muffin walking up to the legs of jason i don't think it couldn't have been the cops oh that might be what they're tricking us with is muffin alive because the cop they showed the cop's feet and we thought it was jason till he tapped uh jeff and sandra on the shoulder was it the cop when muffin walks up to the pair of feet again or was it jason it never occurred to me. I always thought it was Jason. Wow. I always, yeah, that that is interesting. I like that. But when you see the mangled animal, I, to me, what else are you supposed to think? Just by standard storytelling, it has to be the dog. Like, well, why would you? Why would it yep. be anything else? After they show Muffin walking up to Jason, going right. The next thing they show is hot dogs roasting on a grill. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Implying this is a hot, you know. Yeah, this this dog is cooked. Basically. Yes, you know, and I said this in our Friday Two show. That whole thing with Muffin at the end—that was to, to you were supposed to be distracted at that moment. Be like, wait a minute, I didn't they show that dog, and all of a sudden, oh Jesus, man, you really scared me right there, don't you? <laughs> oh, come on, Matt. Any wow. more of these? Oh the my show. God! Whoa! That's a right. You'll be back in limbo. <laughs> do I have to go back to blog talk? Because that's that's a fate worse than death. Fate worse than death. Yeah. <laughs> blog talk. Blog talk. Living that magical night. <laughs> uh, yeah. So yeah. What about? I mean, that's obviously a uh, a movie a movie trick trick. Right? right. Yeah. That's it. There's nothing else, right? I think it's clearly dead, and they only use the dog as a way to distract us and they just thought that we wouldn't think about it or that we would just question it that more so than any other danger coming towards them. Well, I, I don't know. There can't be another fucking dog like that. that just no, there has, isn't. It has the same <laughs> bow and everything. It's yeah. fucking it, plastic teeth. It has it's the same expensive. bow in its head. Yeah. Right, it's an expensive... Does it have oh, a bow? Did it? Yeah, at the end, yes, it has a bow in its head. So it's a dead dog. There's no way that there's another dog of that breed. That's an expensive breed, especially back then. It was a fucking Ocelopso, whatever the fuck them things are called. Oh, say what? Asshole Lopso. Whatever the fuck it Asshole's is. Asshole's Lopside. <laughs> Terry's is, yes. <laughs> Who found out? There wouldn't be any a dog like that 
that would just be happening to be walking around fucking this camp. Come on. That's the problem. <laughs> Jason killed the fucking dog. Bottom line. You know what? So, Done. Just, you're going to laugh, but... Well, maybe you won't laugh. I didn't realize... Don't tell that, me when I laugh, goddammit. <laughs> until I got the Blu-ray, I never thought that that was the dog. <laughs> I can believe that. I laughed. I couldn't tell. I knew you would laugh, asshole. I was yeah. <laughs> As a guy who's only seen this movie 15 times, I can believe that. <laughs> But as the yeah, guy who's seen it six times, <laughs> to not notice until fucking five, six, seven times ago. Well, the quality wasn't that good, I guess, on the VHS and the DVD. I never even saw the teeth until the Blu-ray. Yeah, I don't think I did either. I don't know. Maybe I did. Maybe I didn't. I just really didn't think about it that much. <laughs> it's much clearer now. What can I say? Dude, the only thing the Blu-ray... Me and my cousin used to have this joke. When Jason... um. When Jason shows up at the end and he's like looking at Ginny uh, and stuff, we used to have, when we first bought this movie, they only sold it on VHS and they recorded it in, in the EP mode, which was the shit mode, <laughs> so they could save tape, you know, in the company. So it wasn't even the high speed tape, <laughs> which is real shit. So when we bought the DVD, we used to make this joke that, wow, you could see Jason's eye you couldn't even see his fucking eye before when he was looking at you know Ginny uh through that one little hole and then as the blu-ray came our joke was wow now you can see his pupil you know like everything was just a progression in this movie but <laughs> to say that you couldn't see the fucking talk <laughs> i didn't know what it was it could have been a dead bird for all i knew yeah, dead bird. Come on. It was, it was torn the fuck apart. You know what I mean? I just saw fur or feathers. I don't know what the fuck that was. Feathers. Hey, Dave, I'm with you, man. Like, I Thank just. You. Yeah, I, I don't know. I never really thought about it that much, I guess. And. It doesn't take any thinking. What are you talking about? <laughs> if, if you don't see the teeth, it, it just looks like a mangled mess. Right, exactly. Yeah. yeah. It could be anything there. Mm-hmm. It could be anything in there. <laughs> <laughs> Why the fuck? Terry is completely up that dog's ass, okay? She even, she's with it. She even stays home. She she states it. No, I'm going to stay home tonight instead of going to the bar. Pet my muffin. The only thing that distracts her from that dog in this entire movie, she's walking around. She goes, muffin? She looks in the camera, and the guy says, Terry, it's hot dogs ready for you. And she turns, oh, okay. <laughs> Why the fuck were hot dogs held in such high regard? Hey, bitch is hungry. Hey, one dog to another. Yeah. Ah. Muffin? Here, girl. Muffin. Muffin? Terry, lunch. Okay, I'm coming. <laughs> she 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 went from gay to straight right then. She gave up muffin, <laughs> went to the dog. Went to the hot dog. Right then, in that one singular moment. Oh, that was the turning point of her character. How about this? Okay, let's discuss this. You just mentioned it. She looks into the camera. Clearly. Oh, yeah. on. That is Jason's point of fucking view. Right. Mm-hmm. So how how is she looking right at Jason and not seeing this guy? Yeah. I don't Which know, is... but it's it's scary. Don't you think that he's walking around during the daytime? Oh, yeah, and say that's not scary. And how, how about this? When they're all jogging, you hear, if you turn the TV up. You hear his breath. You can hear his grunting. Yeah. And breathing. What? I never noticed that until just recently. You can hear him. What? Uh, uh, 
uh, you Get know, the fuck of, out of yes, here. Yes, you yeah. absolutely can. That, yes. that part when, when Mark's busting their balls and fucking Jeff gives them the yep. fingers. Come on, yep. the girl's showing you yep. up. Mm-hmm. Mac, can you add that in here? Absolutely, I can. Roll that beautiful bean footage. <laughs> God. <laughs> wow. Yeah, you can. Yeah, see, Dave, didn't you just hear it just now? You can totally hear it. It's amazing. Wow, wow you're, you're right. Yeah. Holy shit. Mm-hmm. Wow. It's amazing. It, it's very reminiscent of Halloween. Now wait a minute. Did you know that before the Blu-ray came out? Yes. I didn't. So yeah, but guys, I've only seen this 15 times. So exactly. again, only okay. What do I know? I've seen one third that many in the last six weeks. I just have one question. Are there any after-hours places around here? Sure are. Hmm. Sure are. Sure are. Why, are you making why, fun of me? Why doesn't Ted ask, okay, great, where are they? <laughs> he just wow. turns around and makes fun of the asshole. Like, wait, isn't the idea to keep drinking? You fucking imbecile. He's so drunk. <laughs> I to be with Ted here. I think the guy just should have fucking, if someone asked you that question, he should have just tell them where? You're absolutely yeah. right, Dave, yep. Wouldn't you at least go, so do I make a right or a left out of here? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just point me in the direction, asshole. You're the fucking oldest guy in here. He's clearly a Smokey Boys band fan or something. That's the only reason he's there. <laughs> Smokey Boys. Yeah, let's talk about that song. Uh, that song they play, and the place is called The Casino. It's a, an amazing bar. I mean, that is my dream summer hangout because uh, I'm a loser. I'm way into this. Oh, and, I have a place like that here. Come on out. Yeah? Yeah, dude. Totally reminds me of that place. Okay. So, yeah, we found out. So what is this band's name? Smokey Boys Band. Smokey Boys Band. Oh, yeah. First Jason. Oh, no, no. Smokey Boys Band. Oh, my God. No, it's not. We're not talking about that. All right. What was what another I, band called? <laughs> First Jason. The, Didn't the, he change his name to something else besides? The reggae, the reggae band? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah, that, that took off. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so we cannot find out. It's amazing. The the probably the only song on the planet these guys are known for <laughs> somehow <laughs> cannot be found. You can't find it. Right. Yeah. If anybody oh. out there has this song, Queen, not from the movie Ripped, we need this song. We have to party with this song. Yep, and I don't want to hear anything about the Ari Ben Moses band. Is that what it is? <laughs> yeah. His reggae joint? Yeah. Ari Ben Moses, yeah. What? Yeah, so- but that's fucked up. We found the Smokey Boys band. And we found this place, and there was literally between 20 or 30 songs. And you could even play them online, like a 30-second yep. sample. Mm-hmm. And they, I, we sat through every one of them. Every fucking song was there but the one that's in this movie. None right. of them are that song. It's your claim to fame. Milk it. <laughs> Clearly, Ari <laughs> Lehman knows how to milk shit. Yeah, Take note. Jesus. He does milk shit. You're not kidding. Oh, oh my yeah. God. Oh, God. 
Damn. I want to be your victim. Wait, we're not doing this. Let's not. Drop that. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, fuck. I even went to their website, the Smokey Boys Band. Not their website, but their Facebook page. And I asked them, can anybody here or anyone listening, whatever, can someone tell me what the song is? No response from the band or its fans. You know what we have to do? Did they have, like, any tour dates on there? We have to go to where these assholes (laughs) are playing. Road trip. And and just fucking ask them, hey. How was it being filmed in Friday 2? And can I get that fucking sweet song? Guys, yeah, it seems like an awful lot of work for all of us to go on a road trip for a concert. <laughs> yeah, you're right. I would never do that. No, you got to have four fucking filled days. <laughs> Are we, can we go to like a film location and then like a mm. convention afterwards? Yeah, okay. Yeah. I probably could do that. Okay, I'll yeah. do that. Yeah. What? You ready? For what? Camp Blood. Oh, I'm supposed to go near that place. Oh, come on. It's only a short walk. They'll never know we're gone. Jeff, I'm serious. I really want to see it. Look, when we get back to the city, we can tell everyone we were there. Oh, come on, you chicken shit. So how about that? Do you guys think that Ginny got mad? Because they were making light of Jason, like she was already sympathetic to Jason? Yes. So do I. I used mm-hmm. to think she got mad because she didn't like the jump scare, but that's what I think now. Because oh, she didn't like the wait. jump scare? What do you mean? Oh, you know wait. how fucking Ted jumped out and scared Oh, oh, oh. No, no. I think she, once she started to actually think about it, she get, she had sympathy or empathy for him. Even though she wasn't exactly for sure if he actually existed, she just thought about somebody actually out there like that because isn't that what she's studying like child psychology or something like that yep yeah yes, so she is. she's you guys already prone she's... to 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 have empathy so yep mm-hmm. and i just realized that this time watching it i'm like you know what i used to think she was just bugged out because of you know you know the scary thing at the end thought it was juvenile or something or whatever the oh, fuck okay. you know but she... after watching it so many times it just occurred to me like you know what i think she's already thinking about this legend of Jason and thinking that there may be more to it. And that's why she was like, you know, empathetic. Right. All right. You know, I actually still, uh, all the new people I showed this movie to, which is why I watched it five times in the last, you know, six, seven weeks. Uh, people still jump at that scene cause they have no idea <laughs> that a fake Jason is going to come out and be like, and it's weird because I remember when I was a kid and he did that. I said, I was like, wow, Jason's like a wild beast man (laughs) (laughs) oh yeah here's something a boy beast (laughs) yeah boy beast running amok he 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 totally overlooks like he had a chance to transition to the one-eyed sack to like a totally gnarly looking actual mask as opposed to a homemade one with ted's mask but he just no he just tosses it away doesn't even think about it. Yeah, don't you think you would upgrade? I mean, maybe he's like just you know, pr- you know, used to this one, but it's just a sack, like literally. <laughs> yeah, but it did its job, and he was already his mind was focused on going upstairs and killing people. Oh yeah. So mm-hmm. he probably wasn't like seeing. Oh, you know, this is a good time to uh, reevaluate my look. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I could take, I could learn some fashion tips from these guys. Like, look at this mask. I'm taking this mask. But I love to think about every time he opens that door and walks in there, I always like to think of the idea that he felt this was the moment 
to now it's safe to sort of walk in this house. Yeah, because everybody left. Right. Like, he knows he's, he's peeked in the windows. He looked, you know, uh, Paul, Ginny are gone. Ted's gone. The other assholes, the, uh, you the know. The black faced, guy. The black guy, the, the white guy, guy lost yeah. the uh, the arm wrestling. How about that? The yeah. black guy in an 80s slasher does not get killed. And it's always the big joke that the black guy always dies first. He doesn't even get killed. Nope. He doesn't even have the... any lines. No. That's right. He doesn't even no, get a does. line. <laughs> he does have lines. He does? If you oh, in that one shot on the, it, the continuous it, shot. In the sh- no, no, uh, maybe there, but in the shot where the white guy loses the arm wrestling match, he says something to him. Hmm. Oh, yeah, shit. like that was really Sucka! good. Man. Really good. Yeah. Sucka! <laughs> he goes, damn, this shit box is gross. <laughs> Goddamn enchiladas! You want some pizza? It's cheese and sausage. <laughs> no, he uh. He You're right, he does say something. You yeah, know, he yeah. says, suck my dick spick. Yeah, we all know. <laughs> <laughs> we got suck it. Suck my dick spick. <laughs> suck my dick spick. <laughs> oh, it's great. Uh, yeah, oh. no. So he does have, you know, he's, he's, he survived. And uh, what was I going to say? So Jason walks in there. And the one thing I noticed, as I posted about the other day, is that I love how much detail and thought, you know, these movies were not just, oh, who gives a fuck? Just film the guy going up the stairs. No. They actually took the time in a shot where Jason's actual face or head was not even on screen. They made sure that he had the bag on his head because the shadow on the wall that was cast showed him entering the house and it showed his head. Mm-hmm. And the yep. bag was amazing. That they did the same thing outside when uh, right. when when they go inside after rolling up the flag. You can see the shadow. Of, yeah, look, all of the stalking that he does in the shadows before the first reveal of him when he pops up in the bed is incredible. It all right. works perfectly, and it, it seems so simple. Like, why can't every other movie be this good at this simple stuff? Because they want. They want. Uh, they don't believe people want that anymore. They believe, oh, we have to really hit them with something here. We can't just do subtlety. Mm-hmm. You know that subtlety is out the window, dude. Subtlety is a thing of the past. I mean, that's just done. That's what's so great about this movie that not everybody notices is little things like that. Just like you said with the bang on his head, it was the perfect moment. They rolled up the flag and they went inside. And it got quiet for fucking three seconds. And then you see the shadow of him walking, and you see that he has a bag on his head. Now, in, in retrospect, you know. The first time, you may not have noticed. But now, because you know he's got a fucking sack, you see it. But how perfect is that? It's like, okay, now it's nighttime. Now it's fucking Jason's time. It's like a transition. It's so cool. It's a little bit reminiscent of that little spooky part in um, when the ambulance drives off in um, in the final chapter, and it's just quiet for a few seconds. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow, it is exactly that. Yeah. And- and the the best transition, you know, the the best transition of this movie is when it starts raining, and the rain drops hit the leaves, and then it hits the lamp, the top of the lamp. Mm-hmm. And how cool that on the first uh, two Friday Thirteenths, uh, you got the rain mm-hmm. happening on both of them. It just sets such an amazing tone. It signals impending doom, mm-hmm. you know, and yeah, the the slow reveal of it to to ease the viewer in on it. Yeah. So that you understand. When you just do stuff without easing the viewer in, then, yeah, it's it doesn't sink in as much. And it doesn't have the same effect. Right. Mm-hmm. It's incredible. It's scary. It's actually scary things happening almost throughout this movie. And it's just rare, you know? 
when Jason pops in the frame after he takes down Paul, like seemingly just boom in the frame. Like, you know, we always talk about him popping out of bed and how amazing that is. I think the one where he comes straight up in the frame is incredible and, and yes. gets me all the time. Well, they have three amazing ones. Hmm. And it's weird. It almost never fails. Actually, four, I guess. Maybe. Maybe. I was going to say at least three. Yeah, or probably five. four. Maybe. Five. So you got pops out of bed with Vicky. You got pops up with Ginny, like you said, after he attacks Paul. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll get into, I don't want to like to say too much about it now, but the obvious amazing thing when Ginny is in Jason's shack. Uh, when in the window in scene. Car, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Car. Not the end window scene, the earlier yeah, one. Yeah. With right. the doorknob. Mm-hmm. Just yeah. his hand goes through. Yep. And yes. you got the pop-up when she's in her car trying to start and he pops up there. Yep. And all of them work. Mm-hmm. All of them work to a degree that's perfection. And it's almost like... Now that I'm listing them, it almost seems like, wow, they sure did that a lot. Seems like overkill. Right. Right. But (laughs) that never occurs to you, you know, that never enters your mind while you're watching it. They all are perfectly timed and they all work and pay off every time. And I can attest to this from a new set of eyes because, like I said, I've been showing new people this movie and everybody has reacted to every one of them. And I'll tell you what, the biggest reaction was when Ginny's holding that door and she looks to the window, she's going to open the window, and like we already said, and to the door, and he busts through that window and goes to grab her, uh, which I think is right after the first time she sees him, I believe. Um, That is the biggest, most successful jump scare of this movie. Everybody. I had a girl literally jump out of her seat. Not out and up, but her legs went up <laughs> with her. Her legs like retracted into her body when that happened. It was that good. <laughs> so that's like the great. And my mom, I remember when I was a kid, I watched this with her two times in like the span of three or four years. And my mom jumped both times that he busted through that window. And you got the end jump through the window. Right. And the final so, one. Yeah. So you got six, six of these things. Six or and seven. And none yeah. of them are failures. And and on top of that, the stuff that's leading up to it is fucking genuinely scary. Like that right. part when she's there and she says, the first time she says, Paul, there's someone in this room. That's fucking scary because there's three seconds and you're right there with her. And then you see him crouching and slowly stand up. And Holy fuck. I mean, it really kicks off at the, I wrote it down, at the hour and fucking five minute mark. The movie becomes epic because that's when fucking... He, Vicky comes in the room, and I, here's something else I haven't noticed until I'm still Blu-ray. I never knew that Sandra was still in that bed. Oh wow! Oh. I didn't. I never noticed. I, I imagine she might be, but I didn't think about it. Yeah, you Is can see really her head. Hair? Yeah, you yeah. can see her hair. She's fucking laying there. So Jason's laying in the bed with fucking Sandra dead A after dead he kills body. her. Yeah, ah. and he has the presence of ah. mind to fucking cover up and wait patiently just to fucking scare the shit out of somebody before he kills her. I'm going to get her, I'm going to get her, I'm going to get her, I'm going to get her. <laughs> he slashes two people's legs in this movie. He slashes Vicky's leg and mm-hmm. Ginny's leg. And Ginny's. Mm-hmm. You're and right. It's great. <laughs> the pitchfork through the door is another fucking big scare. Yep. Oh, yeah. When Ginny's standing there and all of a sudden, shit comes fucking crashing through. Mm-hmm. Oh, and, and one it, thing, yeah. It doesn't get old. <laughs> it's crazy. It can't, it, you're actually... 
literally when you say that because he does the same exact thing to the roof of Ginny's convertible. Right. And guess what? During that moment when that first oh. – when that first happened, that same person who jumped out with the other thing jumped for that. And I really? was actually surprised <laughs> about it. Yeah, I couldn't believe it. How about this? Something I noticed with that – with the car pitchfork part this time is that – He's doing that to literally only unlock the door as opposed to stab her in the head. Oh, is that what he's reaching for? Yes. Like when he's cutting the roof, he's doing it on the passenger side. That's why it's not close to her head. Wow. And then he's reaching in to unlock the door as opposed to just stabbing her the first time with it. (laughs) Like that's so (laughs) stupid. Wow. wow! I was I'm always so caught up in that moment. I know it's so exciting because it's a fast paced part, and I I just noticed that this time it's like is he unlocking the door? Wait a minute, is that why he was cutting the roof? <laughs> wow! And that's why he she has time to kick him out of the fucking thing, right? Yeah, exactly. Yep. Because he's reaching time, over. If he unlocks it by the time he goes down to open the door, she would have locked it again, though. <laughs> so stupid. <laughs> 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 or she would have got out the other side. It could have gone on forever. <laughs> he's like, oh, fuck. He's like, try to open it. Oh, fuck. It goes back up. He unlocks it. It goes back down. Fuck, he's locked it again. It's like, like a fucking Abbott and Costello <laughs> 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 the Another thing I loved is that, and it, this should be cliche, but I guess, you know, they did it so early uh, in the 80s, is that every almost every single kill, only one weapon is really repeated and they every kill is with another weapon and in fact there's so many weapons there's some that aren't even truly used like the chainsaw the pitchfork never kills anybody but it's utilized uh the pickaxe never kills anyone but there's all there's this giant melee of weapons that makes it unique yet it never really you don't focus on like oh he's using a new weapon each time as like part of a thing he has yeah, a he... pickaxe a pitchfork yeah, a wire around Ralph's neck. Ice pick, spear. barbed wire, uh, hammer, machete is the only one that's used twice. Uh, Terry and a spear. We- a a spear. spear. A spear is used twice. Well, technically, he uses it once. He kills twice. I want to bring up something about the machete because it's used twice, and that's important for what I'm going to talk about. Okay, now, so everyone talks about how Scott, when he his neck is slit with the, the machete, about how it's the wrong side of the blade, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, now what's his name? Mark gets killed with the same weapon right to the face, right? Right. If yeah. you see it, if you if you actually pause it and look at, it, well, you might not have to pause it, but if you do, you'll see that the weapon is curved in such a manner that the same side is used for both kills. It's backwards so on it, Mark. It is no, it is the right side. It's just that's how it's shaped. It has a curve at the top, and you're supposed to use the blade on the inside of the curve. So it's better It's better for swinging. That's what I take away from it. But if you look at both kills, both of them are using the same side of the blade. Okay, but when, when he slits Grom's throat, you can see the sharpening shavings. Are they on the side that's hitting his throat? You mean Scott's throat? Scott. 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 Mm-hmm. Scott, that's what I meant. Scott, when he's hanging upside down. From the film, I believe it's hard to tell. What made me realize it this time was literally when they're talking about it in the documentary, and it shows um, some shots behind the scenes, you can tell that the sharpened side 
is the side that curves inward. Oh, so it is that. That is the sharpened side. Mm-hmm. Right. So each time it's actually used with the correct side. It's just we're not used to seeing a weapon like that. So most machetes in the world are not sharpened on the inside. Right. Yeah. It's the way that the blade is curved. I can only guess it's so it can catch tall gl- grass easier with the curve going inside. Grass? Who the fuck cuts grass with a machete? Well, th- that's what it's for, like jungle, jungle, uh, jungle uh, brush. Yeah. But it's just so funny how Scott, the guy who plays Scott in the interview, is even like, yeah, it's the wrong side. These people are idiots. No, he's right, because that, that's what he's been told his whole that's life. That's what he's been told. Yeah, he doesn't know. But I realized this time that it's actually done right. Uh, how about this? When Scott steps into that bear trap, I don't understand. <laughs> Do you guys understand how this stuff works? You would have to pull that. You, somebody has to be on the other side pulling it. Yeah, you can't just step into a circle and it would just know someone's there. Was yeah. a fucking like, like, how would it know that <laughs> someone's in there? You know what I mean? Like, nope. and it just closes and lifts up. And then when it lifts up and pulls you to hang upside down, how come his head doesn't smash against the floor and break his neck? Oh. Like, how does this Owie. even work? <laughs> Damn, maybe they should have done that. <laughs> yeah, wouldn't that be kind of funny if his yeah. just pulled him up and his head just smacked against the ground and broke his neck? Yes. That, that'd be crazy, right? Wow. Because it would just be so unexpected. Be like, what the fuck just happened? He's dead? You know, it'd almost be almost crazier than just Jason's kill. Right. It's no longer funny, Scott. Ah! Ah! Help! Shut down that call, him and his wilderness bullshit. What can I do? Get me down, that's what! I'm going to have to get a knife to cut the rope. Well, hurry, okay? I don't let you hang, you pervert. Come on, Tara. Give me a break. You going to cut the crap? Sure, anything. I promise. Okay. Don't go anywhere. That rope trap was set by Jason, right? Because he says something about Paul. Paul, right. Right. He blames but, Paul, but why would right. he think there is no Jason? In know? his wilderness bullshit. Exactly. Right. Okay. But, but same... I've seen that trap before. Like, I, haven't you guys seen that before? Like an oh, animal yeah. trap with that, that, that noose type thing that's yeah, on the in a front? cartoon. I've never seen that in real life. Kickboxer. Really? Van Damme steps into that. Then he gets hung upside down. Huh. So maybe if you get it in the right spot, like, like walk, not walk in it, like as your foot glides. You know what I'm saying? If your foot hits it the right way as you're walking Lightly through it. Lightly touches it. Yeah, like, in other words, the rope gets, like, on top of your foot, and then you get tangled in it, so right. to speak, and then, then it would clinch up and pull you. It's I don't... possible, but in this movie, it does not do that. No. He steps right in the center, and boom. It just knows to go up. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't understand that. Yeah, I don't. I never thought about it. Wow. Oh, Dave, you turkey. You never, <laughs> never thought about that? <laughs> Terry, you turkey. <laughs> oh, how about this? Speaking of fucking that bitch, not Terry, but Vicky, can you believe she puts perfume on her pussy? You know what they say, Dave. If it smells like fish, it's a dish. If it smells like cologne, leave it alone. Yeah, but Paul specifically <laughs> said, ladies, don't use perfume. You're going to attract bears. She's about to get fucked. She doesn't care. Yeah, so who needs perfume when they're about... She, what's he going to do, turn her down? Yeah, she. he already committed. Yeah, he's already turned on. <laughs> He couldn't even lean over to smell it. Like, how would he even... Oh, my God. 
I, my question is, why does she change into a pair of panties that, and she holds up like these are awesome, but they're seemingly the same style and everything that she's already wearing, and they're baggy. Her ass doesn't even fill those shits out. She has no ass. My only guess is that she already creamed her first pair, talking it up with this dude. So she's like, I gotta get something a little more dry on. <laughs> After I threw that puck thing with him, the one with the puck, I yeah. not <laughs> She she blew her load right there. I think it ties in with why she put the perfume down there. Maybe she thinks her pussy does stink. So she's changing her panties and spraying it. Well, honey, pop a squat in the bathtub and wash that shit out before you walk over to Mark. Right. Don't cover it. Don't Febreze that shit. Like, you gotta wash that shit. <laughs> right. Fucking Vicky. What a slut. Only only for Mark, though. Going back to the kill, because we're in the area of this. When Jeff and Sandra do get the double impalement, it's weird because if you ever think about it, Jeff never knows how he dies. You know, he's just laying there happy. He got done blowing his load. He might be still inside Sandra, uh, you know, going soft at the moment, but he's still in there. And she's just like all happy and looking at Jason just goes, <gasps> and then she they get stabbed. He never even knows what the fuck just happened and why he's not going to be alive in the next three minutes when the blood, you know, when the blood leaks out, whatever the fuck happens to him. Like, he has no idea how he's dead. I was Good thinking that exact same thing yeah. this time. Because I was trying to decide if I had to choose one of these deaths, which one would I choose? Because, and isn't the cop similar in that he gets attacked from behind? Oh, but he gets a fucking, a hammer in the back of his fucking skull. I feel like you would die faster from that than being impaled through the stomach. Yeah, but he's just standing there sweating, chasing some fucking guy with a sack on his head. And Jeff's fucking (laughs) balls deep in pussy. (laughs) Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The choice is easy, gentlemen. Do you want to hear something stupid? When I was a kid, <laughs> this is so funny, man. When I went through that phase where I watched this movie during, you know, 11, 12, and 13, I was so dumb that when that cop gets killed, remember when he, he opens the door to Jason's uh, shrine and then you see a pair of legs standing there and then you see another pair of legs walking up behind him? <laughs> Yeah. yeah. Can you Where's believe? Going? You thought it was two people? <laughs> I thought that he was walking up to Jason. What? It makes no sense. Yeah. Oh my God, that doesn't. <laughs> For some reason, I thought he walked, opened the door and started walking towards Jason, and he would see Jason standing, staring at his mother's head. And then somehow someone killed him from behind. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, remember- Paul. Paul did it. <laughs> I remember as a kid sitting there watching this and thinking that over and over again. Wow, it's so funny how your brain gets stuck on one thing and you never correct it and until probably someone tells you, hey, asshole, they were stealing the gas to burn the barn down. <laughs> what the fuck? I'm not saying a word. <laughs> Dave didn't realize till he was 40. <laughs> and I didn't realize till I was 20. <laughs> <laughs> Stupid. Okay, back to that Sandra and Jeff death. Yeah. Here's something really cool. That scene, do you know that it was a lot fucking, there was much more to it? One of the many things that was cut. Uh, people have seen this. The guy that shot it showed some people. I forgot what the story was, but apparently 
her uh, Sandra's reaction was like out of control. Like she was flipping around and shit, and she was trying to kick him off of her. Hmm. And that was all the terror. Was, like, <laughs> the look in her face and the way she was acting. It wasn't even more gory. It was just a fact of no. You know, it was more gory. They have they have stills of this on the back of the VHS cover of the puddle of blood on Mark's back. Oh yeah, you're right. My bad, Mark. Jeff. Yeah, I got you though. I keep saying yeah. Mark. What am I, I obsessed with this guy? Yes, yes. <laughs> I've been told you. You're the one that's gay. <laughs> hey, maybe I am gay for Mark. Yeah. <laughs> I heard he was gay. My gaydar ran off, went off. Yeah. <laughs> and you know what? Here's the shame about this movie. It, is that the fact that the, the, the 54 seconds is cut? Or oh, it's 48 seconds. It's, it's oh, 54 40. according to Crystal Lake. Uh, you know what? Go fuck you. I said fuck. in my show. What about what I said? It was before Crystal Lake Memories came out. So Censored you to death. But no, but check it out. This is the, the, uh, this really, this movie got censored because of of its original. Because right, of that one. Because of that one. They said it harmed. Complained about it and they said, oh shit, well if another one's coming out, we're going to fucking nail these bastards. Well, you know what they were doing? People were fucking coming out of these other slasher movies, and they were getting their submissions sent back to them, and they were complaining to the MPA and saying, hey, they did this in Friday the 13th. You're not going to let us do this? So they, that was the fucking, you know, what's the word there? That was the the watermark? The, yeah, the, the bar. Board. The bar was set there. Benchmark. That was the benchmark they kept saying. So because of that, they finally got fed up with it and said, okay, well then, fuck you. So when part two came out, it was almost like a revenge. Like, you you inspired all this, so now, guess what? We're going to do this. And they fucking submitted that movie ten fucking times to the fucking MPAA and finally got 54 seconds cut. Isn't now, what that a is, shame? What is, with, what is this MPAA? What is this whole deal? We are going to be told by random people mm-hmm. what we're allowed to see. Mm-hmm. We're allowed to see blood drip from a guy hanging upside down's neck for 1.5 seconds as opposed to two or opposed to three. What? Who is hiring these people to do this? Who's allowing this and who's calling for this? Like, I don't understand how they're there or what they're doing. The Thank God. <laughs> no, what it's not even. You know what it is? There's this movie. It's a documentary, and it's called "This Film Is Not Yet Rated," and it's all about the MPAA, and it's like fucking some housewives and shit. It's like four or five people. Problem is, this movie focuses ninety percent on the sex stuff, and not so much on the horror movies. But it's informative informative enough that you get an idea of what really went down. But why do we care? What are these four people going to do? I don't understand. What's the difference if four people were offended? Wouldn't you say as a company, okay, guys, as soon as you guys get 500 complaints, then we do something about it. There's 8.6 billion fucking people on the planet. When 500 of these assholes complain... Then we'll start actually acting on what they think about it. But until then, if we're making money, we ain't changing shit. Well, it's okay, buddy. Now it's fruitless to, to even get mad about it because now they allow so much more. Yeah, but what's the difference, dude? Like, it mattered when it these movies matter. were amazing. Yeah, yeah, sure, this won't happen to us again, but... Thankfully. But, right, but it, we're already fucked on, on the great shit. Yeah, we got, we got fucked out of Sandra's uh, breasts. Right. We did. You know why? You know why we got fucked out of her breasts? Because she didn't have any grass on her field? <laughs> because she was underage. Dude. Ah. She was only Even better. When they filmed it. 16? <laughs> yeah. 16. I just got harder. <laughs> I mean, I was already rock hard. But now? 
They 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 had full frontal on her, and they oh, fucking had to cut it. Oh my god! Any, anytime she's walking, oh, uh, I'm hypnotized, jiggling. dude. Hypnotized. Oh. Imagine her tits on fucking and Terry's ass. Oh, you know? uh, one movie that would this movie would everybody would see it as epic if they were both on it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But they both originally had full frontals. The only Friday the Thirteenth to do it. They had two fucking women doing full frontal in that movie. One, one wasn't even a woman. One was a girl. <laughs> if you really want to get that. <laughs> hey, man, old enough to pee. Yeah. Sorry, that was too much. <laughs> man, I want to fuck that kid. I'll fuck any of them. I want to see that kid's tits. <laughs> that kid. Hey, that kid's got some giant breasts, man. Fuck. Yeah, I know, right? Like, here's the thing. I'm not even... And it's funny. Now, knowing she's just a kid, I don't... So what does that mean? I'm a pervert. <laughs> <laughs> because I've been saying, holy shit, look at this girl's, look at this chick's No, tits. you're only a no. pervert if you act on it. You can <laughs> think anything you fucking want. Oh, okay. You think about killing people all the time, doesn't make you a murderer. Right. Sure. Mm-hmm. Ah, so I can still enjoy her tits bouncing around while she runs up those stairs. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, come on, until last night I didn't know that. I've been watching this movie for fucking how many years? Come on. Yep. Well, all you of a know, sudden you're going to change. Oh, wait, she's 16. I, I better not look at that now. There's right? nothing wrong awesome. with going to a park that's just filled with children sitting on a bench <laughs> and just, you know, thinking your own thoughts. There's nothing wrong with that, guys. Kids, Halloween can be every day. <laughs> <laughs> Candy for everyone. Now I drive the school bus. <laughs> This whole thing's ridiculous, really. You know, two of our kids got bowled in today. It was five years ago. Some girl panics and falls out of a canoe. It's absurd. What if there is a Jason? Oh, bullshit. Jenny? No, what if there is some kind of boy or beast running around Camp Crystal Lake? I mean, let's try to think beyond the legend. Put it in real terms. I mean, what would he be like today? Some kind of -of out-of-control psychopath? A frightened retard? A child trapped in a man's body? (laughs) He'd be grown by now, right? Right. And you know, the only person I'd ever known was his mother. Never went to school, so he never had any friends. And she was everything to him. Yeah. Deranged killer. (laughs) (laughs) No, no, no. You're missing my whole point. I mean, I doubt Jason would have even known the meaning of death. Or at least until that horrible night. He must have seen the whole thing happen. He must have seen his mother get killed. And all just because she loved him. I mean, isn't that what her revenge was all about? Her sense of loss? Her rage at what she thought happened? Her love for him? Bizarre, isn't it? And he must be out there right now, crying for a return, for resurrection. Well, what do you think? I think you're drunk. <laughs> I'll drink that. Hit us again, sweetheart. Not me. You know, Paul, I'm really serious about this, though. Jason's a legend, Jimmy. A legend. Yeah, how about, okay, let's get to Ginny's, let's go to the casino again. Ginny's speech. Awesome. In a word. So Paul really didn't buy any of this shit, huh? 
No, why would he? If you heard that story, what the fuck would you think? I Some fucking either. crazy right. bitch got her head cut off because she killed these fucking kids because her son drowned fucking years earlier? You wouldn't think anything of. Why would there be a Jason? Come on. Yeah, right. So the only thing disputing thing here is that Jason is somehow still alive. Because everybody believes everything else that happened. Well, the only thing that. we're contesting is whether or not Jason sort of still made it out there. Right. right. Yeah, I guess there's no proof, right, at that point. I mean, you can't blame Paul or Ted. No, it's not logical. But fucking, you know, it's like what Ginny said. Let's fucking, what was the line? Let's look at it from uh But he said, we're here because, no, here's what makes no sense. Ted says, this whole thing is ridiculous, really. Two of our kids got hauled in today because five years ago, some chick panics and falls out of a canoe. So... What he's implying, people think Jason's alive. Yep. Because he supposedly pulled Alice underwater. <laughs> now, yeah. now, she that started makes, the whole thing. But that makes no sense because she claims a, a little boy pulled her out of the out of her canoe. So, wouldn't that? in itself make no sense they say alice no offense but if jason was alive <laughs> a full-grown man would have pulled you under the water <laughs> and i don't well, think you'd be here telling us about it <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> yeah i hate to pull coals in your story but uh <laughs> it doesn't hold water <laughs> no no pun intended <laughs> <laughs> Well, from their perspective, though, think about it. They don't know dick about it. It happened five years ago. That's how that's how rumors get started. Somebody said they got pulled in the fucking water, and there's this Jason guy. So what the fuck does Ted know about it? He wasn't there. He's never even been to this area before. So you know how that shit goes. He's just rumblings, fucking, you know, word of mouth, gossip, whatever. Right, it's all rumblings. Yeah, so he hears that, and he's like, yeah, some chick fell out of a boat, because he probably has the story wrong. I mean, honestly, in the way Paul tells it, you know, kid drowned and fucking woman went crazy and Jason's dead and that's it. So they probably just think that this fucking chick that survived this crazy night is just a lunatic. Right. But why would they close the camp? But she disappeared, that? dude. How many people right. in the world disappear and nobody thinks anything about it? That's true. Maybe that's like, why. That's because she disappeared. Somebody signed a paper that says, okay, maybe there is a Jason. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I, don't, I hear you. That doesn't, that is kind of weird. He should have said something else instead of the chick fall out of a boat or canoe. Right, but... right. Hmm. Yeah, there was a little bit of an error. They could have they could have phrased that better. They could have used a different thing. They could have just said because fucking five years ago, uh, you know, these these kids got killed because of a crazy cook. You know, <laughs> yeah, a cook. <laughs> <laughs> a cook dies. <laughs> killer cook. Uh, Pamela Voorhees plays killer cook now dead, now deceased. <laughs> How, what do you think? What do you guys think about the off-screen kills? You got how many now? You got just Terry. You got Terry. And and, and Vicky. And Muffin. And, Vic, and Muffin. <laughs> Vicky. Yeah, Vicky at least got you saw it coming. Cut. Yeah, yeah, sort of. Right. Yeah. You just didn't see the actual uh, action. Mm -hmm. But the scene was badass, badass enough with Vicky. It doesn't matter. Right. Yeah, with Vicky being cut, like the way Jason, and he's holding the knife backwards, of course, which seems to be Jason's M.O. Like he holds the knife <laughs> upside down. Anybody else would hold the knife with a straight edge on top. <laughs> so he holds it the other way. 
And he stabs her in a manner where it goes sort of, it seems, if you had a guess, it would go right above her pussy. You know, that's how low it seemed to actually mm-hmm. hit her. Yeah, it stunk. Yeah. That's what it was. Her pussy did stink. Oh, he's like, get out of here with it. Clean <laughs> this area right here. <laughs> right. Don't No perfume. Wash it. Right here. Here. Yeah. That's exactly yeah. what he did. That bitch came but when I, I killed her. <laughs> yeah, not even have a wheelchair. But I love how she was paralyzed by fear. And she couldn't yeah. even move. Just the sight of Jason coming out of that bed with that bag on his head. She was just she was just paralyzed with fear. And that was great because you don't really – I mean I guess you see that in horror movies. I can't recall. But yeah. Mm-hmm. But this was just I've great. had to make that excuse more than once when people watch me. Well, why? And I'm like, what the fuck? Why She's aren't they running fear. away? Yeah. How would you feel in that situation? You're going to yeah. sit here on your fucking high horse and fucking judge somebody in a yep. situation like that? Well, how about this? Everybody always judges Ginny. When Paul's getting attacked, everyone goes, bitch, do something. Where she's like, Paul, Paul, Paul. And do something. Just... What? What could she do? Right. She's going to jump in there with him? Right, she has no weapons. What the fuck is she going to do? This guy, if he's big enough to take down this guy with a spear, what's he going to do to you? And it's literally five seconds. Like, <laughs> right. You know, what's your reaction time? You know, it's like you got to pull it together first. I guess. You know what that kill reminds me of, Alex, that you were talking about? Um, Vicky. Muffin. Vicky. Oh, no. What's it? Terry. Muffin. Terry, Terry. I didn't talk about that one. Yeah, you said the, the two, the, the two off screen kills. Terry and oh, fucking. Okay. Yeah, that's how we got on this fucking Steam. Oh, okay, sorry. So. Terry got Trump. killed the same way that Mrs. Vort, Mrs. Vort, Mrs. Jarvis got killed in the final chapter. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yes. So they got that from part four. Yeah. 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 yeah part hey. two stole it from part four. <laughs> Everybody steals everything from part two. <laughs> Gotta get back in time. <laughs> what the hell are all the lights on for? Paul, they wouldn't have left the place like this. Think something's wrong? I'll check upstairs. These kids smoke better dope than I do. Paul? Yeah, Ginny, what? What, is this a joke? They wouldn't do anything like this. Why is uh, Ginny so so sure that she knows everybody so well? In in this uh, hack and hack training center, <laughs> they like wouldn't she, do something like this. <laughs> she, you know, oh, the, right. place, yeah. the place is like fine, but the lights are on. They wouldn't leave the place like this. Yeah, no, they're, she they're goes responsible twenty one year olds. Yeah, she goes up. Yeah, because you know, uh, uh, Scott would never do anything like that. No, and, <laughs> in the thirty six hours she's known them. <laughs> right, right. And then she goes upstairs and there's blood in the bed. They wouldn't do anything like this. I can see Paul saying this shit because, hey, hey, we worked, uh, Scott, we worked a summer up at blah, blah, blah. Oh, hey, you need it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, he knows them. Right. So, yeah, I could see him saying that. But why is Ginny so sure they wouldn't do anything like this? <laughs> like, yeah, why she's a, she's that a psychologist. Why... Yep, she's got that. Yep. <laughs> she thinks Listen, she knows. I'm yep. a child psychologist. Yeah. Scott would never leave this. Step downstairs. aside. Uh, yeah, Jason would not <laughs> masturbate into this toilet. Uh... <laughs> and if he did, he would close the curtain. Right, of course. So this chase, to me, where do you guys think this ranks in the Friday the 13th uh, saga? You know, part three is known as a great chase. 
Part four is known as a great chase. Part one mm-hmm. is interesting. Is yeah. <laughs> because they just kind of keep is hitting something. each other, yeah. stopping, going somewhere else, hitting each other, stopping, going somewhere else. Yeah. Part one isn't high on my list. It's yeah, scary it's... though. When she's in there and the fucking doorknob turning and shit and right. I don't know. It's scary. it does have moments. Mm-hmm. It has moments, but the idea that um it just it, it repeats itself over and over like she comes in, I hit her, she's knocked out, I run. She goes in, I hit her, she's knocked out, I run. She goes, you know, same thing. So that's the only weird thing about it. But yeah, you're right. It's part one. But how do you think this ranks? I feel, I don't know, maybe I'm just way too into this movie. I think this is the best of all. This is the best one. Right. Two and three are the best, uh, but it's it's pretty close. Mm-hmm. Right. But yeah, it's, it's great. It is Maybe it is the best. It's hard to say. I really like the one and three as well. Maybe I'm nostalgic because it's the first thing I've ever seen. But it just kept – and three things just kept coming. First, the hanging thing, and he survived that. And then the other thing, when she the, she sees him in the window when he comes out and that, then the fucking woman jumps out of the lake. It was just kind of one thing after another. But it didn't cover the ground mm-hmm. that part two did. So yeah, part two faded to the moon at a time to give you a, a passage of time when they're running. Right. Like, why else would they do that? You know, it's to show that this is going on for a long time. They showed two moons while we were talking for the last five minutes. <laughs> this is a long fucking well, One thing I had a problem with the chase is that they do that. They establish, like, this. she's running really far, and she eventually stumbles upon wherever he lives. So, to me, that says that he lives really deep in the woods, far away from Pakenak are far enough away. But then at the end, uh, Paul carries her ass all the way back. Right. All the way home. How <laughs> far can you carry a full grown woman? I don't know. I, Alex probably can. Cause look at those guns. Well, I, I can carry her probably uh 25 miles if I have to, but uh, <laughs> you know, a lot of thing is that you get the pump in the arms and the pump is as satisfying as coming to it's me. It's coming. You know? <laughs> it's like having sex with a woman and coming. It's, it's just, coming. So I'm coming day and night. You're coming uh, in a toilet in a shack. Yeah. I'm coming in Jason's shack. I'm coming on Ginny's stomach. I'm coming in her piss puddle. I'm coming day and night, you know? It's fantastic. I come in a sack when he takes it off to go to bed. <laughs> you should see when he puts it back on in the morning. It's hilarious, you know? It's, it's fantastic. It actually glues to his head, so the next day he can't take the sack off. It's, it's fantastic. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And you know when Jason jerks off, he tightens the bag. And it gives him more sensation. <laughs> it's uh, terrific. His so. well endowed prick. Um, is that a sack? Is that a, a pillow sack? A burlap sack or a fucking potato sack? What now, do you here's, think? I think it, is? it changes. How about this? Do you think it I'm crazy? Does look different. It looks yeah, it so does. different, different when yeah. he jumps out of the bed with Vicky than it does when he's staring at Ginny at the end. Yeah, absolutely. It looks, looks like different. a completely different thing. Mm-hmm. But I think it's the same. I just think it's because of the rain, maybe, and lighting. I, yeah, I think it's probably the same thing, but it looks totally different. It looks yellowed and dirty, and it looks perfectly white and clean earlier. If I so had to guess, <laughs> it's both a burlap and a potato sack. What so it's that? not a pillow sack, huh? It's a, no, it's definitely not a pillow sack. It seems too rough. Like, I don't even know why he'd put that on his head. It's got to irritate his skin. Well, he, he taped the inside to his head <laughs> so that his eye wouldn't shift around. Sure. <laughs> well, why would he wear that mask at all? Yeah, he lives out in the middle of nowhere. 
Nobody sees him. He sees nobody. Well, we, we've established he has shame and fucking That's has true, a curtain to his... Right. Yeah, so... Okay. And maybe he was not wearing it. Maybe he only wears it when he's going to go kill people. He's like, suit up. <laughs> <laughs> if I was him, if I was going to go kill people, that's when I would take it off. I want to scare them with my fucking, with what I have. That's you know? true. Mm-hmm. It would make it even more. That, that's why this movie is more scary to me, because of that sack. Seriously, that's a fucking scare. Because if you see somebody with a sack on their head, you know fucking there's something pretty there, hideous. There's something wrong with that person. Yeah, dude, that's scary. A hockey mask is a hockey mask, but a sack, that's fucking scary shit. Yeah, a hockey mask seems like you're just trying to be cool. A sack looks like you're trying to cover up some fucked up shit. <laughs> trying to be cool. Hey, who's that cool guy in the hockey mask just walking around? <laughs> well, he thinks he's a badass with his little hockey mask. It's fucking Larry. It's, he's always uh, been stupid. Maybe I'm referencing 2015. But, yeah, I mean, yeah, back then. No, it's a, it's a weirdo. You're a Shelly. You're a Shelly, then. That's <laughs> yeah, what you are. Dude. You're a fucking weirdo. How about this, Dave? When we did our first show about this, maybe it was then, or maybe it was just in our normal conversation, you tried to convince me that Jason could survive the machete wound that Jenny gives him. Now, do you still think that to this day? Well, considering what else he has survived, mm-hmm. why the fuck not? He, what else he got, has he survived? Until nothing, he got he got hung in fucking part three. No, 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 no. This was forward. his real first injury. He hasn't survived anything yet. Well, no, and, and he got he got he's scared of the fucking chainsaw. He's scared of other weapons. That's what so, I'm saying. This shit killed him. So, in the context of this movie, yeah, <laughs> right. He oh, should, I got you. You were just trying to bridge the gap and say, nah, it's plausible. Because it's Jason. Because we've seen this before. Because Freddy. (laughs) Because Freddy, yeah. But (laughs) Even before he became zombie Jason, obviously, like I just said, he got Mm -hmm. hung, this happened, that would have killed anybody. And it didn't. That's Not me, man. Not me. No way. (laughs) But in the context of this film, maybe that was supposed to be the end anyway. I mean, we'll get to that next. I mean, was this supposed to be a fucking part two and that's it? We killed Jason? No way, because... Because money talks and bullshit walks. Indeed. That's why we're here. That's why part two was even made. How can bullshit walk? (laughs) (laughs) I was hoping you were going to step in, Alex. Sorry. Too stupid. (laughs) Now, if you were Ginny and you were being chased in that one scene, you know when she kicks him in the fucking balls? (laughs) Yeah, love that. Don't you think it would have been a better move just to stay hiding in the trees and let him fucking go ahead and then all of a sudden... Yeah. See, I, this time watching it, I feel like it was a sudden reaction. She wasn't planning on doing that. It was like, I'm hiding, I'm hiding. Holy fuck, there he is. Hit him. Kind of thing. I don't think she was planning on doing it. I felt that she always pl- set it up. She went there and was waiting for him to do that. I felt like she was hiding, and then it was a knee-jerk reaction. Yeah, but why wouldn't she just mm-hmm. stay hidden? He didn't turn to the left and look at her. Well, you know, she was stricken with fear. Yeah. <laughs> I can I could buy that. <laughs> I could buy that because in the heat of the moment, you know, I would tell any woman if you get a chance to kick a guy in the ball that's pursuing you, you do it. You know, Shit. come on. I pursued women in the past. Thank God none of them did that. <laughs> <laughs> but that shit's scary. And like when she's in front, when she's in the front of the car, crouching down. Now I think we talk about this in the future on our commentary that's going to come out. Back but... to the future. Yes. I don't understand how time travel works, but 
I do not think that he is smarter, that he sees her and is trying to get up on her based solely on his body language. Because really? It, yes, because mm. if he saw her, he wouldn't have done what he did because she can't. she's not looking at him. She's looking the other direction. So he wouldn't have acted like if he knew that he wasn't being watched, he wouldn't have then... I can't describe it exactly how he did it, but he. I'm looking have, at you. Go ahead. He, <laughs> <laughs> you know, he he still like looks a couple more times. He looks. He looks and says, "Oh, she doesn't know I'm seeing her, so I'm going to keep running." But how he, could he anticipate that she wasn't just going to go in the other direction? He knows these woods better than anybody. He, <laughs> I know he probably went in some direction, hid behind a tree, saw which one she ran in, and knew what to do. And it's evident by the way he jumps out right at the moment she ends up in the spot she goes to. I think he got lucky. I think given his body language, it seems like he doesn't know. Because why would he lie with his body language? In case she turned around and saw him. <laughs> his hips don't lie. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, they don't. Computers don't lie. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, buddy. Keyboard warriors. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Let's bring that back. Yeah. Um, okay, it's highly debated. Jenny's under the bed. The rat comes in. We see a pool of water, or fluid, let's say, rather, Yellow. pull up at the end of the bed. One... It's got to be urine, right? It has to be. Yes. But and it is. from whom? The rat or Jenny? Right? That's the debate. That is the debate, right? There's no other debate with this. I have the answer. Oh, God. I, I think I think the director answered this, actually. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. I had proof. Yeah, in a way. Yeah. Well, he didn't answer it exactly, but... I have, uh, what do you call it? And Crystal Lake Memories, they were showing the dailies and the fucking things they shoot and the stuff that was, you know, done back then when they were filming the movie. And it's, it, it clearly says that it's fucking Ginny's pee. Okay. That, that's what I believe. Because the rat doesn't seem, one, like it would pee that much. I don't right. know. Too much volume. It wasn't that much. It was It was enough to think yeah. that it wouldn't it wouldn't do that. And wouldn't the rat do that when it's shocked surprise something yeah well it wasn't it, it was Ginny. it walked right up to her and fucking sniffed her and just kept walking like it didn't give a shit it wasn't and it got excited and then it peed <laughs> so that's Here's... what you really believe is the rat because think about it okay so what are you trying to imply that Ginny's laying under there and you think that when the rat showed up at her face she freaked out and pissed I think that was the straw that broke her. She thought that that was going to somehow make her signal Jason. So that whole, you know, uh, she went down that, you know, line and that kind of freaked her out. I think it was the rat. I think that she thought she got even more scared because she thought she had hidden from Jason. But then she was afraid that the rat may lead Jason to her by the direction it would Ah, go. Yeah, that's kind of what I was saying. Sure, That's fine. Now, here's why it can't be Ginny. Think about it. Logically. It, let's just say she's laying under there and starts pissing. The, the way towels and napkins work is they absorb fucking liquid. 
So if she's pissing while wearing clothes, most of her her pants would capture everything. There would be no way in the world a a, a shooting and look you could see it shooting out of under the bed <laughs> in, in, into the puddle. There's Crazy. no way on earth that it would fill her jeans to the point where they can no longer hold her piss and they would leak now out in that quick a time out so and, and, and that much force out from the side of the bed. I I have a counter argument. Okay. The the same thing, almost, almost the same thing scenario, happened to Michael J. and he said it pulled up on the floor. Yep. Well, Mike, <laughs> something's wrong with Mike. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I don't think logic or gravity works the same way. <laughs> and yeah, Mike Mike said he pissed in in his classroom or something, right? And it puddled up on the floor. But yeah, but that's normal because. He's sitting in a chair and he's peeing and it's it's leaking out the bottom, uh, like gravity's pulling it to the bottom to so to pour out of his pants under his thighs, you know what I mean? That's or or it ran down his entire legs to the, his ankles and poured out onto the floor. That's totally different. I gotta tell you, I used to think until about ten years ago that it was the rat that peed, and then. Someone I watched it with pointed some things out to me, and then I did some more stuff, and I came around and said, "You know what? I was wrong. It's fucking Ginny's pee." I, 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 and the part when you see the pee squirt out, the the rat is still up where Ginny is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's by you her know? head. It's by her head, and then the pee shoots out, and then the fucking rat runs. So that doesn't hold water. <laughs> Check what I just sent you. Check your test. <laughs> see what I sent you? I think it's just. I think that's a film error. I yes. think it is a film. Ultimately, think... yes, that's what it is. Yes. Yeah, of course it Jason is. Jason but... POV, Ginny's urine coming out of bed. Yep, that was from the fucking, you know, the shots, the wow. shooting schedule. Yeah. Okay. Here's oh. the real question. Uh, because Jason is going to leave, and he turns around. What makes him turn around? Does he hear the pee, <laughs> or does he smell the pee? Because one of the it can only be one of those two things. He does not see the pee. He either hears it or smells it. That's it. I think he hears the rat. In terms it's of, like, yeah, but then he gets on the goddamn chair. Like, because he wants to scare her because he's fucking calculated in this movie. That's okay. Yeah, but he believes he hears the pee or hears the rat, sees the pee, and says, you know what? That bitch is under there. I'm going to get on this chair. Right. And freak her the fuck out. Yep. And then when it breaks, he's like, fuck, I shouldn't have had that fucking extra cheeseburger for lunch. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> fucking tubs over here. But that's a great scene, too. That's scary. Because you, for those few seconds, you think that she has freedom. The door closes. You look, you see her point of view. And fuck up. Jason's gone. She's fucking going to make it. And then, nope. That's fucking great. There's, there's just so many good moments like that in this chase. I have another question about that. Now, they seem to be running forever before they get to that spot. Is that cabin or whatever they go in, that's part of the Pakanak hole? I think they're just running in circles, honestly. Oh, 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 you mean oh. running, oh, before they get to that cabin. Oh, they yeah, that's Pakanak. There might even be Terry's. No, no, it, they go back to it. That's where Ginny and Paul go back to. At the right. end. At so the end, one. yeah. Because mm-hmm. he picks up the broken uh, pitchfork. Yep. Remember so I think they're right. running all over right. the place. Yep. Mm-hmm. It's just a long chase. They're going here, there, everywhere. Fucking yeah, running in circles. That's yeah. Yeah, yep. running in circles. Mm-hmm. If you will. Yep. 
Because she's not going to dart into uncharted territory. It's been totally charted. Right. Sorry. Sorry, wrong. <laughs> wrong franchise. <laughs> Speaking of running, how about that fucking shot? How about that fucking shot inside the shack with mm-hmm. the window? Oh, when you see him coming towards her? Yeah. So cool. And it got better with Blue because you can see him coming even yeah. further out now. Now, here's, here's what I love so- about Dave. On show 88, Skeleton Crew, Halloween vs. Friday, he made an amazing comparison that I never thought about. And he probably forgot about. No, I didn't. Oh, you did? Oh, cool. He said that when Ginny enters Jason's shack and you see Jason's head running in that window towards the shack, that that is the equivalent to Michael Myers when Lori is exhausted on the floor after she stabs him in the chest in the closet. When he gets up like a robot and turns his head towards her, that's exactly the same thing. Yeah, because they're both so creepy, and and we as the viewer know what's coming, and the fucking the and the protagonist does not. Right. Amazing. Jenny doesn't see him at that moment. Oh, she does, That's but yeah. Eventually, she does. Yeah. But, yeah. Oh, okay. right. Lori never does. That's no. true. Yeah. True. But Lori still. has no idea until she gets struck. So she walks slowly out of the room and gets fucking. Right. right. Yeah. Oh, everything's okay now. <laughs> Jason! It's all done, Jason. You've done your job well, and Mommy is pleased. That's a good boy. Now come to Mommy. Come on. Come on. Mommy has a reward for you. Jason, mother is talking to you. say this about Betsy Palmer she brought my game up whoa you know if you're it's like playing tennis or playing back it's like playing anything you get somebody who is like like brilliant yeah you are going to become brilliant to stay in the game wow. you know and and I I you know I've said this many times I I love Betsy dearly and Sean Cunningham purposely kept us apart on set okay good and off oh, and yeah. off and offset because we would have bonded, no doubt about it. Mm-hmm. Are you guys good friends now to this day? We are. I adore her, and I haven't been able to speak to her recently. And I think she's moved in with her her daughter, which is a wonderful place. She lives in Connecticut, and you know, she really we became the closest of friends. And she truly reminded me of my mother in law, who right. I, I I totally adored. And um, I would send her Mother's Day cards every year, and and still do. 
But come on, nothing beats fucking what happens after he gets in there and then she fucking goes in that room, closes it up, and has to prepare for fucking where it's fucking, you know, you're 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 dead if you don't do the right thing. There's nothing as scary as that the situation she's put in there. Yeah, her adrenaline must be going fucking off the charts to be able to make give her enough sense to do that. I like how she's fixing her hair to fix the fucking (laughs) head on the table. Yeah, she's looking at a fucking head on the table that's been decomposed. (laughs) Well, I want the hair to look just like this. (laughs) Yeah, good luck. Yeah, okay. uh, Live in a gutter for two years and have a rat gnaw off your hair, and that's pretty much what's going to look. Jesus. Yeah, no, she she does that. But the brilliant part of that whole scene is number one, Betsy Palmer, I love you so much. Thank you for agreeing to come back to this movie because Amen. This <laughs> scene would have never been sold without Betsy no. Palmer. Yeah, without seeing her do the same lines and in her uh inflection, you know? And, and her, yeah, her mother's inflection, that was the best part. Yeah, absolutely. Jason, mother is talking to you. And yeah, mother is, mother is no. talking to you. Yeah, how oh. yeah. he hears it sort of differently from mm-hmm. the mom. But her delivery, Betsy Palmer's delivery, it's so it's stern, stern sounding. Yeah, yes. it's stern, but it's not. But then she smiles afterwards. Yeah, she like. has that smile. Yeah, very creepy. Because oh. Jason interprets him obeying as her happiness. So when she, she says it's stern, he obeys and sees happiness instantly. You know, he gets that instant gratification that she's okay with. Okay, now you're listening. Okay, good. And the brilliant part is, you know, <laughs> she's talking to him and saying, you know, listen to me, kneel down, kneel down, Jason. And he's like, okay. <laughs> yeah, I wonder if she's ever asked him to kneel down as a child before. Yeah, Jason's like, okay, where, where are we going with this? Yeah. Remember earlier when you pointed my head at you while you fucked up <laughs> Alice's face? You shouldn't have done that, Jason. Yeah, I was alive. You didn't know that? Now I want you to fuck. Uh, oh, no, wait. She doesn't know us, Ginny. Didn't work. But sorry. I love how he's. <laughs> okay, there's two things to point out. How fucked up he is to think this is really his mom yeah well that, that he's that's the only thing he's been living with for this entire time was her head for at least five years with just her actual remains and but before that he's living by himself thinking that she is possibly right there also here's a weird thing as he's he's going through this moment Ginny goes through the trouble of putting the blue sweater on to appear as if it's his mother. But when he sees his mother, it's a, it's just the head floating in nowhere. It's because the filmmakers didn't bring the sweater to Betsy Palmer's garage when they filmed it. FedEx this shit. Betsy Palmer's garage. You know that shit was just in her fucking garage. <laughs> totally. Like, all right, I'll fucking do it, your stupid little movie. Okay, do you have a black turtleneck? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but man, listen. She calls him Jason. That's enough. Because why the fuck would anybody know who the fuck he was? This fucking guy. You know what I mean? Right. That's why it's believable. Ah, uh, that's true. Yeah, Jason, struck a come chord. on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what sold it, I think. Because she knew it was Jason. Somehow. What if she was wrong? Yeah. Think about that. What if it was some other fucking weirdo? What if it was Warrington? <laughs> 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 yeah, but like... Yeah, it's amazing. And then the the brilliant, like Dave said, the reveal 
when she goes to cut his head off with something that would never go through his head, even though somehow it went through Betsy Palmer's head. And oh, that's the other brilliant part, that that machete was the same machete used to kill his mother. Wow. wow. I never thought about that. This, uh, yeah. Holy yeah, so fuck. she picks that classic machete up. And here's the thing. Jason already used a machete. So that means he somehow got another machete to kill uh, Mark and... Scott. Scott, yeah. He had another one. The classic one that was used for his mom was still on that shrine. Hmm. I don't think he went back after he killed those guys, right? Because didn't he sort of stay there and then go to kill Paul? Right. Right, and the style of the machete was totally different. Like It was newer looking. Right. Yeah, the one for Scott and Mark it has a giant curve in it, which mm-hmm. makes you believe that they're using the blade the wrong way, and this one was more straightforward. Yeah. So she picks that up, and as she does that, she, her elbow reveals the original head. Now, if Ginny was really smart, she would have knocked the head off the table and removed any doubt. Gross. True. But she didn't want to touch <laughs> that fucking thing. I don't blame her. But no, I guess she should have, honestly. But she was too busy looking at the hair and fucking doing that. <laughs> <laughs> she had to get every detail of the hair right, so she, that's all she had to reference point, you know? Did she wear rouge? <laughs> <laughs> she's like holy shit yeah it, it was and then you see you see all the bodies piled next to the table that's another thing we can get into now you had the cop to the right you had terry to the left alice to the left yep. and a lot of people don't know that or a lot of people do probably but you see the ice pick sticking in a mm-hmm. five-year rotted corpse to the left of the table that is pretty cool yeah, I never, I never thought about this though. Like Terry is there, and we never see her death. So uh, he carried That's proof her. She dead. Yeah, but yeah, I see. But it's her pussy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Why wouldn't she more naked then? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's like why carry her all the way back there? Y- you know, he, I guess he has been prop. You know, he propped up Jeff. Maybe that's he's like doing a trophy thing. But carrying her all the way to a shack seems like a lot of work. Yeah, you could just throw her in the lake, right? Yeah. They're they're offerings to his mother. That's what it's all about. Oh. Well, no, how come everybody's not there, though? Why would he just throw the cop and Terry? Uh, Alice is obviously an offering. Because the other ones he was fucking people with. He was like, he put the he put Jeff and Sandra in there to fuck with Vicky. So he right. has fun, too. But some offers to his mother. Up. What's that? Does he have anyone else to prop? Let's think about this. Besides, he only has so much room. Shit, it's a small shack. What do you want? He has, <laughs> no, he has, no, but he has no other actual bodies. Mark went flying down the stairs, mm-hmm. so he can't. He's not gonna drag a. He's gonna push the fucking wheelchair. Scott, like, Scott is hanging there. Right, yep. Scott's hanging. Not, he doesn't cut him down. You want to bother with that? Right. So um, yeah, I don't know. Could have done yeah. something. With, well, he does drag Vicky down the stairs. So maybe he was getting ready to take her all the way over there. So that makes sense. That makes sense. Paul and Ginny interrupted it. Yes. Yep, that's what it was. Yep. Pretty wow. cool. Interesting. So it is all an offer for his mom. Sure, why not? Yeah, of yeah. course. It makes sense. There's a shrine. You're going to give it offerings. Yeah. You know, this is my. I'm taking revenge for you, Mom. You know? Wow. Pretty cool, huh? Yeah. Wouldn't it have been cooler, do you think, if she just would have killed Jason and that whole shit with Paul didn't happen? 
There was no Ginny and her running in. Wouldn't it have been kind of cool, don't you think, if they just ended it fucking normally and she actually fooled him into thinking it's Mama? And when she raised the fucking thing, he turned and looked, but she somehow still fucking, you know, got the machete in him. Hmm. I think that would have been cool. And it ends hmm. that way. Not ends. I mean, the jump scare is amazing at the end. Uh, I, I will say I don't care for Paul's return. Yeah, how about I that? Agree. Paul's return. How did Paul even fucking know about that place? That's the issue. That's what I'm saying. It would have been more believable and cool. This... She could have walked away, gone back to the thing, and they still had the jump scare with Paul at the end. You know what I mean? They could have worked it out a different way. Mm-hmm. But I think it would have been better if he just didn't show up there. Didn't show up at all. Which yeah. brings me to propose a question in that given all the Muffin stuff and is Muffin dead and is the actual final scare a dream people propose that because of part one where does the dream start like when she's put on the bed does it start yeah so yeah right after the whole scenario of them whacking jason and that's real and then leaving is real that's shown in part three he pulls the machete out and goes ahead right but once once they get back to Everything else after that, him carrying her all the way back, is all essentially part of a you know a dream. No, that could be real. Like when when would it start? Because seemingly, it, it's too connected for me. Right. To tell, you know what no, I mean? Look, it, look, the fact is that this was this was all real. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like this is all real. You know, you you can forgive part three. By saying part two was a dream, but in in the reality of the in in the world, this all everything happened. Yeah, they they weren't doing it as a. There is no dream. Paul, Paul, where's Paul? And who's to say Paul is dead or alive? I don't think that man. I think that honestly, that he is alive. Paul McCartney. Yeah, Paul is dead. dead. (laughs) (laughs) Weird, right? That is weird. if you play this movie backwards, you actually find out that Paul is dead. No, uh, yeah, uh, unfortunately, Steve Miner, I believe, or somebody did say Paul's dead, but that means nothing because I don't care what he says. It, it's all what's in the universe, what's in the you know, mm-hmm. what's on film, and, and there's nothing. There's nothing. Paul could be talking to police officers. Paul could be. Uh, he could be doing anything. I think that Paul would have just been there. And fucking the counselors would have showed up the next morning. That you know, other people come back from yeah, the, the other people. And How they about were that? Cops. Yeah, yeah cops. where were they? I've okay, honestly, never Tony, thought about that. Wow, Tony, you're something crazy. Yeah. When I was watching this for the first of five times this last few weeks, can you believe that one of the guys who were watching with me said they thought, <laughs> believe it or not, that Ted was going to come back and save Jenny? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I could see that. Why see- would Ted go there? He's not, yeah. He's well, drunk. He's tired. He gets- he that's why you don't suspect him. He's also clearly not the hero of any sort. But yeah, but that's right. why. Because he's, he's, he's kind of a major character. And it's, it would just be weird for a character like that to not be heard of again. He, you see him yeah. Even after Ginny and fucking Paul leave the bar, there's still interaction with him and that old man. So they right. still do showcase him a little bit. So I can see why someone might think that. How about that? Do you think that was a mistake of sorts? Do you do you feel that Ted living or just not being referred to again? Do you think that was planned from the beginning? 
yeah, how many people could they kill? You know? Hmm. That's the problem. They can only kill so many people. How many did they kill? 13 again or something? Eight. Here, oh, here, here you go. Check it out. They nine. Nine. Yeah. But check it out. In the next movie, in part three, when they're talking about the massacre the night before, they, they say say? That there's eight bodies. So that's why that that some people reference that as proof that Paul isn't dead. Well, and, Paul is not included in the nine. I know he's not. That's why he right. lived. You yeah. know what I'm saying? But there is nine, but they say eight. So, I mean, take that with a green assault. Oh, no, no. What Matt's saying is... No, there's nine proven. I added them up as I watched the movie. In this right, movie. there's nine proven. But in part right. three, they say that they found eight bodies. So what Matt's saying is if they were to refer to Paul, they would have said ten. Right. So right. all they did was make a mistake. Yeah. By saying eight. Hmm. But there were nine kills, correct? There were nine dead bodies that would have been found. Ten if you count Muffin. <laughs> Seriously, Muffin is the problem, man. If that Muffin thing didn't happen, then it doesn't have to be a dream sequence, and it's believable that everything did happen in reality. But just the fact that Muffin showed up when she was clearly dead right. fucking fucks it up a little bit. That yeah. helps the argument that, that the end of it was a dream. Exactly. Right. And then, yeah, to bridge the – also, when you see part three, then yeah, it becomes absolutely clear. Yep. That and that's why they're allowed to show Jason with his completely new look, shaved head and all, because if the only time you saw Jason's long hair and shit was the dream, supposedly. Yeah. So that you means know, Warrington Gillette was never even in this movie. So how could it he was get all any a dream? Yeah. <laughs> Do not pay him twenty five dollars for a signature and a picture, people. He's a phony. What? He's a fake. You're a fake and a phony, and I wish I never laid eyes on you. <laughs> but still, if you're Warrington Gillette and you're credited, lucky for him, his agent fucking said, worked it out that he's credited as Jason because Which he of that. Be. He will always be credited as Jason. Right. So but he should if you're be, him, you're not going to go and fucking sign autographs and do that shit. Of course you are. Oh, yeah. I'm going to Ari Lehman the shit out of this. Right. right. It's free I, money. You're going to do it. I don't. Here's the thing. I kind of give him a pass in a sense because. Right. I do. Too. He, he never really talked about anything but the fucking window scene. Mm -hmm. and, yeah. and here's the thing. Even when, when he was on the panel. And he was with, like, C.J. Graham and Kane Hodder and uh, oh, Ari Lehman. Of course. He, they said to him, Warrington, what is your favorite kill of the <laughs> franchise? Right. This fucking guy says <laughs> at the Ginny window scene. <laughs> you didn't kill her, asshole. She's alive ten seconds later. Like, what are you talking about? That's not a kill. He has no idea. He's never seen any other movie. Yeah, he probably was just, oh, dude, you were the guy, don't you remember? You jumped and you attacked the girl at the end of the movie. Yeah, I killed the girl at the end. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and he probably never watched it again. And then he says, yeah, that's my favorite kill. You're right. <laughs> He's so stupid. Holy <laughs> that not into this. So so he probably thinks he killed her. So he, in his to his credit, he never really talks about anything else. Yep. Anywhere. That's okay. And that's okay. And check it out. Did you know that in part three, when they they uh, they roll the credits, when they talk about flashback Jason for part two, Steve Dash is given his fucking just due. Oh. Oh, so he's credited in part three. Yep. For the flashbacks. Oh, cool. 
Oh, what do they say? Jason, what, how's he credited? I forgot how they credited him, but it's either Jason from part two or whatever it is. But okay. he's listed so he gets as, Jason. Yeah, he gets Jason credit in this in part three. So they at least gave him that. Hmm. They didn't say stuntman. <laughs> no. Guy with bag on head. <laughs> None of the shit. Guy with bag on head. You think? Uh, do, you, do you guys care that Jason borrowed his look from the town that dreaded sun, sundown? Nope. No. I don't care. Uh, well, one, I saw this first. Right. And even though I've seen the other, it, this did it way better. So I don't, I don't, that doesn't bother me that it was pretty much 100% lifted from right. that movie. No denying that, but this was just done better. No, no trombones. Yeah. <laughs> nope. If he killed Vicky with a trombone, I'd be weird about it, but yeah. <laughs> I'm okay with this because yeah, we've, we grew, we grew up with this. So sorry, you just didn't, uh, you weren't big enough to hit our radar mm-hmm. in our youth and this is just even no matter what, it's way better and it's just uh, appropriate and I just don't care. I know I just does it just doesn't mean anything to me. You know, I don't think about that movie. I, I watched it one and a half times compared to sixty. <laughs> so it just doesn't mean anything. Mm-hmm. I don't care. Yeah, but um it doesn't matter because it's so generic, dude. It's a sad That's too. That's it's it. not like it's a fucking um a devil mask or something. Right, and know? they both had devil masks, right. Yeah, that it's would be... Sack. Right, it's a fucking generic thing. It's a burlap sack. So that's why it doesn't bother me. Right. Yeah, that's true, too. Come on, man. There's just one thing I don't understand about this movie. Yeah, what's that? Did Jason have to pay to get the potatoes to wear the sack? <laughs> yes, he bought the potatoes, Mark. <laughs> okay, great. Great movie. Thanks. <laughs> great movie. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, okay, I think we've fucking picked and prodded this thing. I mean, it's been over two hours now, so uh, let's uh, remove our burlaps and give this give this film a rating. Um, I mean, it's no, you know, it's clear we all love this movie, and I feel like we've expressed why. I mean, I've seen this film 15 times, guys. <laughs> it's a big deal in my life. And if I were to rate it, I love it. I love this film, and I could watch it repeatedly another 15 times. It's a 5 out of 5 for me. Wow, you're hardcore, man. I'm a freak, Dad. <laughs> 5 out of 5. Excellent. Mm-hmm. It, I love it. Cool. Wow. Yeah, man. It's the fucking best. It's my favorite in the series. Love the fucking movie. I mean, there's so much going on. The campfire scene, the fucking bar scene, the chasing it's genuinely scary. The fucking stuff in the shack, the POV in the daytime, just everything. The shit at the end. Betsy Palmer. What the fuck? Everything. The music, the genuine scares. It's so it's such an underappreciated movie, in my opinion. And uh, you know, but you know what? It's fucking my favorite. So that's all that matters to me. Mm-hmm. It's a five star all around. Fucking love this movie. Love it. I don't even mind that the. 48 or 54 seconds were taken out like the kills being trimmed down it doesn't bother me i don't see it when i see the movie do you know what i mean so that yeah i just never really think about that that's a testament to how fucking great everything else is yes exactly 
It's like Halloween, same thing, you know. It's a Halloween. It's a Halloween Texas Chainsaw moment where it's not on screen. But what do we need to see? We see enough, you know. Right. Like you, you, we see a guy get a machete to the face, you know. Right. It's fine. There's we see an ice pick get pressed up against her head. It's fine. I'm fine with that. Uh, a, a, a machete run across the throat and blood spurt out. You see the hammer hit the cop's head. Like you see most of these moments. Right. The fact right. that they're cut down is is fine by me. There's so much going on, dude. The, the characters in this movie and the dialogue, they're so much better than like, and I love 80 slashers, as everybody knows, and you guys do too, but the stuff that's going on in this movie, just there's such likable characters, even compared to the first one. Like Steve Miner even said, I want these characters in this movie to be more realistic and, and, and cool, better than they were in part one, where the dialogue isn't just about a fucking strip monopoly, yeah. you know? Yeah, or an emergency generator. <laughs> I need more paint. And, yeah. <laughs> hey, Steve wants more paint? I don't know. <laughs> and Steve Miner is a great director. Definitely, definitely better director than fucking Sean Cunningham. Absolutely, yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah dude. Heads and tails. This Sorry. movie, part two, part three, he did H2O. He's done other movies. He's a fucking... You know, much better director. Uh, I am in full agreement. Uh, everything Dave said, you know, he gave some examples. I love the beginning. I love meeting everybody. I love the the end chasing is phenomenal. The music is incredible. I love especially the eerie. There, there's this really great cue of music. Like, like when uh, Ginny's convincing, you know, Jason that she's the mom or whatever. Mm-hmm. That music that plays, that goes between him seeing Betsy Palmer and uh, Ginny. And, yeah, Betsy Palmer coming back, you sealed the deal. This movie, I probably wouldn't feel the same way if they just fucking had a, a regular blonde old lady's head or whatever. Like, I, I don't even know what could have happened. Maybe they would have just blurred the camera or whatever when he looked at Ginny. I don't know what the difference would have been, but this it sold it for me having Mrs. Voorhees there. Um, I love the characters. I love all of the characters. And it's weird because I've been watching a lot of 80s slashers lately, and I'm, I'm seeing that I don't connect with anybody in here at all. Mm-hmm. And they might be fun or funny or whatever the case, but I don't feel anything for them and when they die it means nothing to me and every one of these people i feel like uh they're something part of me or whatever i don't know but uh it's just great uh it's just epicness jason's look is epicness i love seeing him with the bag on his head i feel like i was there from the beginning and it's before jason became a commercial entity you know this this was the real shit so to me this is still a part of my you know roots so this movie is clearly five out of five. I love it, and I will always love it. That's it. I will always love you. Hall of Fame. It's only the second movie. To I was going to say, it's either the second or third. It's only the second, unless you count the ones second. that were, it was just me and you, if that counts. No, no, those don't count because the show sucked before Alex got here. <laughs> <laughs> so, you did some great shows, but now your show's great. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> did I mention how great Alex is? they they could have fallen on their ass think about what they were doing in this movie trying to follow up a a fucking a big hit like part one and they put this out where are they going to go with it what did they have they had to sit down and come up up with a script about a fucking only thing they could do about this boy that jumped out of the fucking water at the end of the movie they could have fallen on their ass 
And in my, well, and probably all of our opinions, they topped the original in every way. And who would have even thought that when this movie was first coming out? Nobody. Mm. There's a reason this has so many sequels and that other slashers, you know, desire to have so many. There's a reason. And it's because it's better. It's just the better. Foundation. It's yeah. the foundation. Right. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. Why. Yeah. Oh. You said it. This is the fucking first brick of Jason. I mean, unless you want to count a fucking cameo from Ari Lehman. Yeah, he he would. Well, yeah. <laughs> First Live- Jason Live-, live in concert. Nine seconds. Uh, but but you played a dream, sir. It, no, I was the first. You were eight years old. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, I mean this this movie should be seen by everybody. As the way you guys view Texas Chainsaw Part One or Halloween One or Freddy One, you know this is the first of of your guy. This is this this is the roots of it all. This is where it all begins. You know you saw the evolution of Jason. It wasn't just the same old thing right from the beginning. Uh, let's use Michael's white mask and everything. Let's use Leatherface. You know let's make him look the same. Let's make Freddy the same. It's this is they actually evolved and successfully did it. That's even more phenomenal. Yep. Something like a phenomenon. Okay, so let's get to one of my favorite things on the show and give out some awards. Uh, let's start with the obvious banana split. Best kill. Who do you guys think? Dave Z. Best kill. Best kill. Ooh, you, got, um, you got nine to choose from. Ten if you include Muffin. <laughs> Muffin's the best kill. <laughs> Wait, that Overall. was off screen. Yeah. <laughs> no off screen kills count. I have to go with the whole sequence and, and, and pick Mark. The whole wheelchair thing was pretty fucking <laughs> crazy. Yeah. I'm sorry it is, though. Come on. No, that's my answer, too, yeah, Mark. That's my answer, too. It's okay. amazing. Yeah. Oh, all right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, uh, it's, yeah, it's it's shocking, you know, yeah. and the, the fact that it continues on down the stairs right. is like a cherry on top of the whole thing. Like, if he didn't do that... It might tie with a different one, but because of that, right? Yeah, it's set over the top, definitely. A lot of people uh, have a, an issue with his kill. They say, "Well, the camera shows him from behind. No mm-hmm. one's in front of him. It shows him from the front, and no one's behind him." And <laughs> all of a sudden, you see a machete. But you know, I said this. I don't know how many shows ago or whatever. The, obviously, dummy. The way the machete comes in, Jason leaped up on the porch from the side mm-hmm. and just swung it into his face. Yeah. I mean, th- what is what is hard for you to understand? Because if he came from the – I guess he could come from the front and do that, but obviously he didn't. And if he came from the back, it would have been an awkward – coming from the side, exactly how it could have happened logistically is exactly what did happen. Mm-hmm. And that's how it happened. So it's fine. <laughs> all right okay so i've got a funny feeling on this next one we might agree as well uh banana you want to peel the hottest girl yeah we're gonna say the same yeah it's terry right i mean come on yeah 
I wish we could put Sandra's breasts on Terry. Oh. Slam dunk. But I cannot pass up the legs, ass, stomach, uh, just the whole package. I can't pass that up. And she, the, way, I, the way she looked when her hair was wet. Terry oh. has the best face, too. She really does. Right. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, Sandra looks mousy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that fucking hair. Ugh. The worst. Yeah. But Terry really... She really. As soon as Terry goes in that water, mm-hmm. she fucking gets much hotter when her hair comes down. I'm sorry, mm. I don't like her with the hair up. I mean, she's not ugly by any means, but I don't really appreciate her that much until first I see her ass, then she goes in the pool, then she comes down and her hair's down. That girl should always wear her hair down. Man, so hot. I'm even forgiving the bush here. <laughs> I'm gonna hey. forgive her '80s bush. Hey, it's the '80s. Hey, it's the '80s. Come hey, on, man. Come on. All right, well, you know, let's do this. Let's have, over that. You got a game, man. Let's take, a, take another level. Marry, fuck, kill. Ooh. Right? Okay, now we have four females in this film. But we can't marry, fuck, kill with... Well, or can we? Can we just eliminate one? Right. How do we do this? We ignore one, I guess. We ignore Ginny because she's... she's well, I, I, I have her on a pedestal myself. Me she's too. the best final girl probably ever. Because uh, she's and, def- she's marriage material, right? right? I mean, not in the same sense. Normally, when I pick married in this game, it's because I want to fuck this girl a thousand times. Egg, yeah, more than one. Sometimes exactly. I do. It depends. Depends on the personality. But I hear you. I mean, that's but, the that's the that's a game plan in this that thing, right? Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. but with Ginny, it's not about that. No. Like, yeah. I, I, I God forbid me saying this, but I actually appreciate her for her mind. Right. Isn't that crazy? <laughs> like, Ginny to not... me is what Tara from Sons of Anarchy is to me. Yeah. I don't want to fuck Tara exactly. I mean, I would, but to me, yeah. it, she's a whole nother level. So mm-hmm. Ginny is, is held in the exact same regard as Tara. So I don't think of them sexually. It, it, that doesn't come into the, the play. And Jenny is probably in the smallest bikini out of everybody <laughs> in the movie. And I don't even think twice about it. It's like, oh, yeah, it's fine. Yeah, I don't think of sex at that no, time. No, I don't. Yeah. And they even show a scene where she's walking up to put the chainsaw away in the shorts and she's bent over, and I don't think of sex. No, Isn't really. that something? And she's not unattractive by any means. No, right. she's not. Right. I, just... She's above that in some way. Yeah, it's weird, isn't it? But, yeah, we all feel that way. Yeah, it's strange. Okay, so let's do this. So who we who who are Mary we? Mary Kill. We got uh, Sandra, Vicky, and oh, Terry. Vicky. Yeah, Sandra, Vicky, and Terry. So uh, it's fuck them all. I'll tell you that much. Well, of course, of course. Wow. But you have to pick one for one. So what do you say? Hmm. So Mary is the one I want to fuck a million times. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay, Terry, I'm gonna marry. Mm-hmm. Marry Terry. I definitely want to fuck Sandra and Vicky. I'll kill her. Hmm. Okay, now see, I feel differently. And it's because of we're going by the character in the movie. And like I said, oh, I are think, we? aren't we? I thought we're going by. Looks. We're not going by the actress. We're going by the fucking character. We're going right. by we're going by Terry. We're not going by the well, role that played her. I'm going to think Terry is a lousy lay, actually. Uh-huh. So yeah. Dickens, OK, you're right about that. Right. Because of her it personality. Is. So I think she thinks she's too hot for the room, like you said, and she mm-hmm. probably just lays her like a fish. So, in that respect, Sandra looks like the party. Mm-hmm. But if I had to wake up with Sandra today, I'm going to go back to Okay, you can't, you can't do that. You can't, you can't do that. 
can't put that in. No, nope, no, nope. nope, you got to remove that grotesque image of the Crypt Keeper altogether. <laughs> Poor girl. Okay, so think not... about her when she's sixteen. Remember okay. that she's sixteen. <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> We're talking about fucking a sixteen-year-old. Shit, man. See, Dave's fucking me up. He's talking about personality. Yeah. Sorry, you have to. If you're a person in this movie, you know, and you could, and you had the option of the, of those three things, I always go by the by the, you know. You do? Yeah. Movie we're talking about. If it's in a movie, if it's three actresses, that's different. You know, if you say Pamela Anderson, fucking uh, this girl and this girl, that's yeah, different. Well, then it's obvious. It's but Sandra characters. and then Vicky and then he kill Vicky. Uh, Sandra, Terry, and kill Vicky, of course. It's the same thing. You're, you're, you're absolutely right because you definitely want to be with a girl like Sandra personality-wise. Uh, Terry, you definitely mm-hmm. want to fuck her. And Vicky. Maybe. Maybe. Here's what I think because hey. I've flip-flopped. Like I'm gonna, I'm gonna tell you something. When I originally took my notes and I wrote this down, I put I'd marry Terry, fuck Sandra, and kill Vicky. But now, after hearing all this and thinking about it, this is strange because Terry is clearly the hottest one. But I would marry Sandra because she is the most fun, right? And with the second best body, so I would marry her. But then I would. Fuck Vicky what? and kill Terry. I would. You'd pass up that ass. You know why? Because it's only sex. It's only one time. It's Terry. only one time. Wouldn't you rather fuck Terry? <laughs> you know you know that Vicky is going to put way more into it. And Terry clearly isn't. Yeah, Vicky's a dirty moment. birdie. Yeah, I'm, that's what I'm saying. She is, yes. Think of your trophy piece. Let's just say that you were like a weirdo like me. And you had a picture of every girl you ever fucked somehow okay. in your computer. <laughs> and you, got, you, got the you had that virus. as a trophy, you know, like a set. Like you actually looked them up on Facebook even years later and said, yeah, I fucked every one of these girls. Now, you're going to tell me you wouldn't rather have Terry in that trophy piece than Vicky. I don't know. I've been in a scenario where, you know, you it was like a one-time or a couple-time deal. And even if they are that, you know, it's it's more about what they're doing. And you can be a bad lay and be completely hot. Well, what's the difference? Sex is like pizza. Even if it's bad, it's good. Yeah, oh, of course. So you're going to tell me you wouldn't fuck Terry? <laughs> yeah, man, listen to me. Right. Because, uh, see, first of all, I think I never said she'd be a lousy lay. All The reason I don't want to marry Terry straight up is because I no, think fuck. she's a, fuck. She's a bitch. I think no, she's no. a bitch, and she's fucking uptight. I don't want to be around that for the rest of my life. But I surely would fuck the hell out of her one time. It would be right. great. That's, that's what I'm saying. She has right. to be at least on the fuck section. I'm sorry. Absolutely. And you just don't want to marry her because she's. I, th- I think she's the bitch, and I think she's fucking stuck up, and who needs that? But, you know, Sandra's a cool chick. She's a right. cool fucking chick. You can so hang out with her. Matt's logic is if she's willing to fuck a guy in a wheelchair, she must be <laughs> down and dirty. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> well. Terry wouldn't even fuck a model dude, but this girl will fuck a wheelchair dude. So you're saying she's got to be. <laughs> she's going she's gonna to go to town. She's so flirty. That's what it is. It's her personality. She's really coming at him. That's what it is. Yeah, that, I, I can see where on. Matt's coming from, but it is the turn on. But I still couldn't pass up one night with Terry. Exactly. Yeah, you know, and and I can't either. I mean, all right, she she is the number one girl. Wow, I, I thought I, I was going to be. I thought I was going to be the only one 
to fucking marry Sandy, fuck uh, Terry, and, and, and kill uh, Vicky. I thought yeah. you guys were both going to marry I would her. fuck Terry with Matstick if I had to, just to get him to do it. <laughs> <laughs> like, there's no way I'm letting this guy leave here tonight. Say he wouldn't fuck Terry. Yeah, I'm of course, sorry. of course I would. Of course I'd I would. I'd be here for five hours debating. But you understand the point I was trying to make. Yes, though. I get it. Okay, I do. Yeah, yeah. All right. Okay. So what else we got here? Uh, hmm. Okay. How about uh, best couple? I mean, the skeleton crew did this, so we can too, right? Sure. Yeah. Well, you took their post. Yeah. Yeah. Of course. <laughs> uh. <laughs> Yeah. Well, who do we got? We got Jeff and Sandra. You got Mark and Vicky. Terry, sort of. Oh, Mark? Mark Am and I mixing Terry. these names up again? Scott. Vicky? No, Scott and Vicky. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mark and Vicky, Scott and Terry. And Jenny and Paul. Jenny and Paul. Hmm. And Ted and a, a couple, a case of beer. <laughs> the bartender. <laughs> and Muffin and Terry. Yeah, the bartender. And Muffin and Terry and, and Terry and, um, what's her name? So, Vicky. <laughs> Vicky. Yeah, yeah, Terry and Vicky. So best couple, I mean, what does that mean exactly? I, you know, because you can go different ways with it. If you want to go the funnest couple, well, that's probably Mark and, I mean, fuck, Jeff and Sandra, yeah, right? Yeah. But if, you know, the more the most stable couple that's probably going to, you know, maybe possibly last the longest would be Jenny and Paul, maybe? I don't know. They're more mature. Right, yeah, yeah, that's what I'm getting at. Jeff and Sandra are are perfect to me. They seem right to me. Right. Even visually, they look perfect together. They act perfect together. And they die together. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's just, it's the perfect couple. And Paul and Jenny have, well, there's obviously a dynamic battle going on. We right. see that in almost every scene of theirs before uh, shit happens. So. Yeah, even him not... You know, this is going way too far. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> We've already passed that point, sir. Right. Okay. So I can say this. Even at the bar when she's talking about, I re- Paul, I'm serious about this, you know, with, with Jason shit. He should have been a more supportive guy. Right. Instead of saying, bullshit, Ginny. You know, in front of the guy. He should have, you know, at, at some point you see that your chick's way into this. And all of us, if you, if, you know, if. Dave saw Irene talking about this. You saw Chris, you know, I saw Tiff and they're all like into this. I would say, yeah, I don't, I don't know, hon. Maybe you're right. I mean, I have, I have no idea. I mean, honestly, I just heard it was always a legend, but I don't know. <laughs> Who knows? Maybe you're right. You know, like he could have been at the minimally supportive on some level, but yeah, he was uh, himself and she was herself and they were just, they liked to fuck each other, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> and plus the way he acted when she first got there, he was throwing his little like hissy a fit. total fucking... The hissy yeah. fit, right. Yeah, there was no yeah. reason to overreact like that. But he yep. backed down right away. As soon as he realized he was wrong, she said, your phones aren't even in order yet. He was like, oh, uh, okay, I'm sorry. Well, so do you have everything ready? Yeah, whatever. <laughs> so he did back down. Yeah, that's true. But he could have been more supportive at the yeah, bar. He- and he saw her car was sick, so it was obvious why she was late. And he did fix it. Yeah. <laughs> I still go with with Sandra and Jeff. Yeah, me too. Hundred percent. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. They roll together. They ride together. They die they together. Die together. Baby. Oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> um. Cool. All right. Hey, well, how about this? What is the better jump scare from part one and part two? We're part three okay, when the sh- mom jumps include, out of the pond. We're not including that. We're not including that. <laughs> Good, thank you. Yeah, part one, part two, both Jason, hmm. both us surprise big time. Wow. Which one is better? And in, in every angle, which one? 
is the most surprising, the most well done, and most logical. Are we going? Are we going every angle? Sure. Okay. Well, in part two, because obviously part one doesn't make sense. I I'll say they're both equal. To me, they're exactly the same. But if if you want to go to every angle, part two is legitimate, and part one isn't. So by that alone, I will take two. Hmm. I think one is more epic. I really do. Uh, yeah, here's what I think about. I, I get excited showing somebody part one for the first time to see how they're going to react when Jason jumps out at, of the lake. And I don't think th- I would get the same reaction, the same impact that I, I get from the part two finale when he jumps through the window. It's almost like you're kind of expecting it. But in part one, if you don't know anything about it, I don't think anybody sees that coming, especially the way it's played with the lull and the cops arriving there and how soothing it is. I think that's just brilliant. So I have to give the edge to one. But don't take away that it's the first unmasking of Jason ever. It's amazing. It is amazing. I just don't think – I think if you sit people down, you'll get a bigger jump, more of an impact from part one than you will part two. That's all. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah, to me they're almost equal. I think, hmm, it's tough. For me, I enjoy this, the part two better. Mm-hmm. Me too. But just as a single moment, I think part one works better in that it is completely not expected. And part two, it's kind of expected already. I guess only because they've done it? Is that the only reason? I don't know. And because it's different because it's a killer and we, we see him where no one even knows that Jason even exists right. at, at part one. Right. So no one's expecting it in any realm of fucking possibility At all. And it, it's not going to be a headless woman. Or if it would, somehow her head would just get reattached to her body. <laughs> and oh, wait, they did that in part three. Um, <laughs> you know why I loved part three the first time, Alex? Because it was the first one I saw. So I just saw this woman come out and I didn't even care. <laughs> because I didn't know who Mrs. Voorhees was. I was like, oh my god, another thing just happened. Yeah, this you're crazy. like, why is this person jumping out of a pond? I was blown away by that time. I, it was one thing after another. I was just fucking, remember, I was like 12 or 13. It just blew my yeah, mind. You didn't think anything of that, right? Yeah. yeah. She looked like Sandra does now. Oh. <laughs> like, think about it. The hair's a little different, but <laughs> that face. Holy yeah, shit. That in a mugshot fits right in. Holy, holy fuck. fuck. Sorry. Oh my goodness! Okay, um, I, that's all the awards I got. You guys got anything? Any other comparison? Uh, okay, part one was known for the uh, amazing kills. How did the part two kills rank up to number one? I think overall that part two is better, hands down. I mean, the kills are great in the first one, but I think that there's more of them that cut away or you don't see at all, and the effects. I feel like the effects are better in the second one because I can't help but think of uh, Kevin Bacon in the bed. Maybe it's just now seeing it on Blu-ray. And also the extended version. Yeah. I love it. (laughs) Because they show too much. They show too much of it, and it looks Uh, fake by the end of that moment. And that's probably one of the biggest kills in that movie. And I just feel like the part two has got more that, that all work. How is it that part one has uncut fucking footage of kills and part two doesn't? If part one had the sense of, of mind to keep the cutting room floor shit 
why didn't they do that with part two? What am I missing here? Like, wh- how does that work? Right? What do you think part two would have them, but part one didn't think of it? How is it the other way around? Yeah, that is true. That's strange. <laughs> That's I don't so know. Yeah. Stupid. It doesn't make any sense. Right. I'll tell you what. Part one had better kills, but there wasn't enough of them. That's how I feel. I think I, I love all of Savini's work in part one, but there just wasn't enough. There's only like four really cool things that I can think of. You got Marcy's axe in the face, Kevin right? Bacon. You got Brenda off screen. You got Bill off screen. You got Annie you got... in the beginning, which I love. Oh, Annie's yeah. good. Annie was good. Yeah. I love that kill. Mm-hmm. So that's and, three. Like I said, I think uh, there's four. I think there's four. There's one more. But, Steve Christie's off screen, it, basically. It doesn't count, yeah. Right. So, so there's, there's almost, you're right, there's almost nothing. Yeah, there's four good ones. There's Marcy, there's C- Mrs. V, there's Annie. Oh, Miss Voorhees, four. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I'm saying. There's those four, but it, they're great, but there's just not enough. Where part two, they didn't always need Gore to have it. Right. The sequence was so great, mm-hmm. you know? So I, I do give the slight edge to two. Okay. But I, of course, I prefer, prefer Savini's work. But did you guys know that fucking what's his name was supposed to? Uh, what's his name? Uh, Stan Winston was originally the guy that was supposed to do makeup for part two. Crazy. That would have been good, I guess. Yeah. Who's Stan <laughs> Winston? Yeah. What, what did he do? What? American Werewolf. Did he oh, do that one? He's done so many fucking things. Lots of things. But he's a fucking highly re- highly regarded fucking effects guy. Absolutely. And uh, you know that would have been cool, but. Long story short, he couldn't, you know. Damn it. Jason Voorhees, Masturbation Edition, available now. Bring Jason's true life experiences home with you for only $39.95. A shack in the middle of the woods can get lonely sometimes. Now you can help Jason masturbate with a pre-shaped right-hand cock-grabbing grip. Custom fit for Jason's well-endowed prick. If you tighten the bag on his head, the lack of oxygen will bring him extra pleasure. Now that is what I call a guy and his buddies doing some drinking. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, asshole. The casino is awesome. Oh, man, that was the best. <laughs> hey, hey, guys, check it out. There's Vicky. I don't see Mark. Hey, this is the chance we've been waiting for. She's alone, and she's vulnerable. Right for the picking. Let's go over there and see if she's down. <laughs> Well, that was weird. Why did you run and fall into the chair like that, Dave? <laughs> well, Dave has to be behind us or sit down in a chair all night. <laughs> <laughs> Assholes. What happened? Did you have to be in a chair? I have a heart on. I've had one for about three hours now. Fucking Alice slipped the Viagra into my drink earlier. Some gag, huh? Come on, Matt. You know if this was me, Dave would be laughing his ass off right now. Of course. Well, anyway, that's why I've been sitting down all night. It's easier to hide my boner. Is it permanent? No, it should wear off in about two or three more hours. It's not too bad when I walk around, actually, because my dick is duct taped to my leg. Just your legs, huh? Just my legs? What do you expect, it to reach down to my goddamn ankles? Who do you normally hop in bed with? Lexington Steel or fucking Peter North? (laughs) Hey, hey. Look, Vicky's taking out some of her own homegrown. I heard her shit's good, too. You guys think she's in the sharing mood? If she is, I can tell you this. The first one of us she offers it to, 
is the one she wants to bang the most. Oh, no, not not for me. I'm in training. For what? Potassium party, of course. Well, it's where we see who can shoot their load the furthest. Is that what you call it? Yeah, well, Alex came up with it. What does the winner get? Well, Vicky, we heard you were a fucking dirty birdie. So basically, we already made plans to poke you. So, first, second, and third place... It's pretty much how we pick what hole we're getting. So, uh, just between you and me, where would I have the most fun? Yes. Hey, 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 hey! No pumping our prize for information? No pun intended. Well, the contest is going down in about 20 minutes. We just need a place to do this. My cabin is yours. Jesus. <laughs> uh, well, Ted's in mine. I don't want him sliding into the bed when he comes back. Terry's in yours, and from the looks of things, she's allergic to dicks and probably anything that fucking spews out of them. We've got the whole camp. We'll find our own cabin. <laughs> wow, Vicky, you're totally gun ho on this? Uh, would you mind if we use your open mouth as a bullseye and we'll shoot for accuracy instead? Position. On your knees, laying down, whatever. You know, as long as you keep your mouth open. Just give me a few minutes to get some things, okay? <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> oh, man, this girl's a true pig. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. Oh, ooh, got her. Both side, bitch. <laughs> oh, why are you pig? Oh, <laughs> oh yeah. Oh, loads. Three goals, you're going to lose. Oh, yeah, I've heard that one before. Oh. <laughs> Round two. <laughs> Come on, Dave. Watch out, watch out. Oh, shit. Open. Uh. Yeah, baby. Woo, I knew it. <sighs> All right, guys, you want to pull a train on this dirty birdie, or do you want to go separately after one another? If we do, I got dibs on order and hold choice. I had the best aim tonight, don't forget. Take your pick. <laughs> All right. They're Ted's. It's okay with him. Oh. Well, I had no idea you even knew. I, I feel weird about this. You're someone's daughter. Even the tiniest shred of dignity would only allow you to sleep with one guy per night at the very least. That's crap. <laughs> no, it's not. Matt. We found the daily pig. Just go with it. Jeez, sorry, Vicky. I guess Matt feels awkward about one of us leaving a room and the other walking in. Look, we can go together if you want. Right. Back to the option of the banana train. You know what? I'll make a few jokes on the show and all, but this is too much for me, dude. You guys are on your own. I'm out of here. Matt, come on. Where are you going? Yeah, fuck. Matt's right. I like dirty birdies and porn, but that's just fantasy, man. You can catch a disease with girls like this. Gonorrhea, herps, crabs, or even AIDS. Count me out too, buddy. Don't forget to wrap it. Oh, you know I don't do that, Dave. Dave, Dave, come on. Are you serious? Where are you going? Come on, man. See ya. <sighs> hey, you saying? Yeah, I'll hang here with you. You know, it's better than hanging out with those two flakes. Want to take me 
Well, sure, I mean, yeah, you know, Sandra's good with Jeff, and Terry's balls deep in that book over there, so... Want to stay together tonight? Uh, yeah, sure, let's jam, you know, uh, and since they forfeit their places of entry, you know, I'll take a Hummer before I let you hop on. I only want your fingers. Fingers? Are you serious? What, are we in high school? I knew this wasn't gonna work. God damn, nothing I ever do goes right. This girl was a cum bullseye 15 minutes ago, and now she wants my goddamn fingers only. That's all she wants. What's this world coming to? I'm out of here. Are on the after hours places? <laughs> sure are. Sure are. Mm-hmm. This place is spooky. This place is spooky. Hey, you guys, look at this. It's Camp Blood. It's Camp Blood. This place is on the same lake as we're going to be. This place is on the same lake as we're going to be. Blood. Blood. Did you know that a young boy drowned? He just spit the legend, didn't know he was a liar Jason's back with a hole in the sack And he's got his eye on the pack and knack Grab your pot, slingshot, pop them in the asses No matter how hot these bitches, they don't get no passes So forget the perfume, you're spraying down your pants As the spear goes through you in the middle of your dance Skinny dips with hot chicks, drinking at the bars Almost getting laid in wheelchairs, you won't live to see the scars no one's gonna heal, this is the real deal You won't get out alive, you won't believe the pain you, you will feel Shit, I ain't gonna lie I don't wanna scare anyone, but I'm gonna give it to you straight about Jason Jason Jason's a legend We didn't find any boy. Then he's still there. Still there. Still there. Yeah, it is starting to storm. All right, guys. So that wraps up our epic, as promised, Friday the 13th Part 2 episode. I hope it was enough for you because we're never going to talk about this again. I think we got it all out of our system and we put it to bed. Right, guys? What's a few more things i like to get into? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, seriously, between this, the Skeleton Crew episode, the previous episode that Dave and I have done, and the countless other shows that we've done on the series. Friday, we're releasing another show. Oh, that's true. What? We are? We're releasing... (laughs) In case you guys haven't got your fill in the last three hours, we are going to release an epic... This is very important, guys. Yeah, it is very important, actually. Matt... Dave and myself actually met in real life, like we touched upon earlier. With our penises. Yeah, we had a sword fight. And we sat in the same room and watched our favorite Friday the 13th together. Friday the 13th Part 2. And I held my uh, my mic. I let, my, I let Matt hold my mic. <laughs> With two hands. <laughs> yeah, and I took pictures. <laughs> and we uh, recorded a live in-room, in-house commentary of Friday the 13th Part 2. So, you know, you, you know, if you're if you had enough, then fine. We understand. We understand that a four-hour <laughs> show is plenty for you guys. But uh, if you just want to hang with us and actually watch the show that we're so in love with, 
um, the movie we're so in love with, then we have on Friday released a Friday 13th commentary episode where we watch it with you guys and talk. Epicness. Yeah, to do this all together was a definite game changer for us because the energy within the room is going to come through clearly on this recording. And yeah, there might be some crossover of some of the things that we said here, but it's just not the same because this, you truly are watching it with us. You can't do it any other way unless you kidnap us and force us to watch it with you <laughs> like some weirdo. So, uh, yeah, that pretty much wraps it up. We need to get the hell out of here uh, and go watch Friday 13th Part 2 again. <laughs> Me for the 16th time. This oh, will be big number 16. Yeah. Wow. Sweet. You know, know, there's something else I forgot to add. Oh, yeah. <laughs> All yeah, kidding what, aside, what's did that? you guys know? Hold on. This is, <laughs> Dave, this is, good. This is real. <laughs> yeah, did you guys know that there was a threesome on the set? There was a girl what? that caught sleeping with two guys. Yep. <gasps> Any guesses? On, I don't know what the answer is, but I just I couldn't let the show go by oh, without thinking. It, I don't, the guy wouldn't reveal who it was, but he it's probably it. not cast members. Yeah, it's think. cast. Yeah. Oh it's well, cast. it's clearly Sandra. Sandra. Oh right. So and maybe yeah. she was blowing some guys for weed because she clearly <laughs> lived the hardest. She was sixteen. Good God. Yeah, and you don't get to where she is now without starting somewhere. <laughs> okay, so let's say Sandra fucked Scott and Jeff. I'll say that. Well, how about this? Well, I'd I... fuck Scott. Exactly. <laughs> when I interviewed Scott, he said he did have an on-set romance. There it is! Boom. <laughs> Maybe we're putting it together, different yeah. sources, right? I'm glad I brought it up, see? <laughs> yep, he did say that. Wow, he confirmed. amazing. This is going to be on the horror bit headlines tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> I remember that. Corbett headlines. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Woo. Okay. <laughs> That's still a thing. All right. <laughs> okay, guys. So thanks again for listening. Uh, we'll catch you on episode fifty-one and the commentary. Uh, but until then, we're gonna fade to white and say banana later. Banana later. <laughs> Stick your head in a sack. And peel it back. Later, fuckers. Perfect. Just like this episode. Wasn't it great? <laughs> Beer time! Make it easy, later, guys. Have fun. I'll have a jack for you. See you later! Thank you for listening to the Banana Laser Podcast. Please be sure to check out Horophilia.com for a full archive of all of our previous episodes, as well as other great podcasts like The Skeleton Crew, My Bloody Podcast, and many more. Please be sure to like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at Banana Laser Show. Also, join our Facebook group page at Facebook.com slash groups slash Banana Laser. That's where the real lasers come out. Be sure to subscribe to us on YouTube, where we post trailers, movies, and more. Interact with us. Please send us a voicemail at 314-720-8842. Or 
send us an email at bananawazer at gmail.com. You can also find us on iTunes and Stitcher. Again, thanks for listening, and keep on banana-ing-ing. Banana laser wins every time. <laughs>